Blog Talk Radio. And I just turned it with that old man. This is what I am, what I am. Understand, I don't give a damn. damn. This is who I am, who I am. Man, I don't give a damn. damn. This is what I am, what I am. And I just don't give a damn. My G's still pumping, sold on the coaster, you know that my doja kosher game over, soldier, I'm cooling, be on the sofa, niggas is posers and I'm the sculptor, don't mean it, it's soldier, but fuck the vultures, I, feel them the dopeness and proper dosage, I, crank up the focus to get it amplified, feel it's in the skillet, but still it's some bigger fish to fry, well do it right, now, now you're gonna tell me I completely overcorrected. Of course, this is the Pro Wrestling Torch East Coast cast. I'm Travis Bryant. It's uh, December 19th, 2018. Um, I I hope you hear me okay. I want to bring our co-host on, Cameron Hawkins. Uh, (laughs) Cam, how do I sound? Because I feel I sound different or louder. Like Like there's three of you. Like there's what? Like there's three of you talking at the same time. Might be a bit loud. Okay. Is it like, yeah, three of you? That's never good. So okay. I've been graduating a little bit. It's fine. Oh no 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 no. Even yeah no no no. We'll we'll go ahead and take care of that right now. But yeah. Uh, we're going to get to get to hosting and get to gabbing and get to talking about some wrestling because we certainly got a lot to talk about, but I'm glad you can at least hear me, even if there are three or four of me. <laughs> um, but yeah, let me go ahead and uh, take care of that right now. That's not, absolutely not better. Come on. I'm a mess. I would put it back to the way I had it. Go ahead and... Cameron? Yeah, that's what he is. I can hear you. Wow. Now I'm really stuck. There you go. Got myself in a bind here, Cam. Yeah, no. Because before, before this was my backup. backup. Yeah, it was, yeah, however you had it at first, that's how we should have stuck with it. <sighs> Sick of me. Alrighty. There we go. <laughs> it's an adventure every week, folks. Every week, folks. Uh, anyway, like I said, let me go ahead and give out all the pertinence. If you want to call in and make this show a hell of a lot better, certainly uh, on my on my part, give us a call. 347-202-0103. That'll get your 
get your call in line and we will get get you on air before the show ends. And uh yeah, once again, three four seven two oh two oh one oh three. Uh get you directly in line. Uh if you wanna leave a voicemail, there's there's a way to do that too. We actually have a voicemail this week uh, from Brian, and we'll get to that in a little bit. But if you want to leave a voicemail, uh, you got three unadulterated minutes to do that. So let me go ahead and get this out. Uh, 415-787-5229. Once again, that's 415-787-5229. Three minutes. You got questions, comments. You got a rant in you. Uh, or if you got a certain subject or a topic you want to expand upon or want us to expand upon, there's the, there's the, uh, there's the uh, platform if you can't call us live. Other way to get at us, old school, email, East Coast Audio Show at gmail.com. The mailbag is always open and constantly being refreshed. Uh, once again, that's East Coast Audio Show at gmail.com. Right now we've got one non-VIP email in, so we certainly could use your emails. Once again, East Coast Audio Show at gmail.com. Twitter, that's always an option. You can find the show at East Coast Cast, twitter.com slash East Coast Cast. Or you can find my personal Twitter at TravLord, and you can find Cam at Seahawk, and that's C-E-E-H-A-W-K. Um, and Facebook, that's the last bastion of Get Adage. Find us on Facebook, the Facebook fan page, uh, facebook.com slash PWTorch East Coast cast. Share things with us, interact with us there. Uh, no likes this week, but please go give us a like. If you haven't, share the page on your timeline, tag your wrestling buddies in it. The, uh, the uh, podcast live show synergy fan thing goes that way. You know how it works. Uh, so, yeah, do that for us. And, um, yeah, time to get down to it. Headlines, poll results, where are we going to start this week, Cam? Well, my first question is, did you finish the form I asked you to finish? Yeah. Hmm. When? No, I'm not going to press you. You say it's finished. Like a half hour. Yeah. That makes sense. I've been in the car. Like when you posted, though, make sure you do it. I was like, oh, I thought I had till tomorrow noon, but okay, I'll do it now. Sometimes you require motivation. So, where would I start? <laughs> I do. Let's see. Um, I mean, I mean, the polls are really centered around mostly Monday Night Raw. What happened on Monday Night Raw? Um, we got notification last week that Vince McMahon would be, you know, coming out for Raw. Um, and you assume that means that it's some type of change, some type of shakeup, something different is going to happen. That's exactly what was proposed. Um, you know, Vince McMahon, Triple H, Stephanie McMahon, Shane McMahon came out, essentially said they were going to, you know, take control of the show. They were going to give control over to the fans and give them what they want. And, um, yeah, there'd be change going forward. And, yeah, I kind of – I mean, they said thing. those words. Yeah, exactly. They said those words. Kind of the big thing that I want – should all be kind of ending right now. My Twitter's are a little busy, so I do kind of have to sift through some things. But mm-hmm. 
do this for a second. Let's mm-hmm. pull up some polls. See Oh. Hey, guys. My, my dog's playing with these new toys. Um, sorry, you hear squeaks. So the first thing I ask is, which of these best describe you? Because, you know, we have this thing that we talk about pretty regularly about how, oh, you know, you want to boo the product and chant boring, but as soon as this man shows up, you know, you cheer into man, which is like you being intellectually dishonest with yourself because it's weird to celebrate the person who's causing you anguish. Not that people don't do it, but it's still, you know, it, it, it speaks yeah. to your actual level of disinterest versus your desire to be accepted. But that's, you know, that's like a whole meta thing that this show is not really built for. <laughs> so let's see. The first poll, um, which of these would describe you? Is it A, down on the product, cheered Vince when he came out, B, good with the product and cheered Vince, C, down with the product and booed Vince, and D, good well, with the product and booed Vince. Um, 2% said that they were good with the product, but they booed Vince for some reason. 12% said they were good with the product and they cheered Vince. 18% said they are down on the product, but cheered Vince. And a whopping 68% said that they were down on the product and they booed Vince. Yeah. If they're telling the truth, yeah, Charlie said, yeah, 60, 68% of people are liars. <laughs> if they're telling the truth, I mean, it, you know, you couldn't hear it on TV. Um, So, you know, kind of take it for what it's worth, I guess. Um, well, obviously, if we got one representative from that audience in this poll, which is very unlikely, uh-huh. but, you know, so obviously these people are watching at home. So, yeah, obviously the you know twelve, fifteen thousand people, the majority of them, and the vast majority of them, vast, vast, vast majority of them in the building cheered when Vince and when everybody, and more and more when everybody came out. Um, so I, I get I, I get the 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 point he was making, but you know these are TV viewers, and you know, they might not have. Uh, you know, there might not have been too many cheers. Sean was in the building. He 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 cheered. Of course, he's going to cheer. So but he's probably down on the product. So he's that he's that a down on the product, or at least raw, uh, and mm-hmm. and cheered Vince because you know he's a scumbag, <laughs> and the rest of the fans are scumbags in that way. <laughs> so Sean, like I just was trying to participate. The second poll was, um, you know, the terms tossed around last night were empower the superstars, empower the fans, something fresh, something new. Is any of that substantive to you? 5% said, yes, I'm all in. 23% said, hey, I'm somewhat in. 72% said, nah, I don't buy it. And I mean... There's no reason to think that that show would be ran any different because you can't mark the last time there was an actual change in philosophy that people rallied behind. Um, right. Because I don't think that, like, 
if we consider women having a more prominent role in the show, then yes, people are very much a fan of that. It's produced um, some some really good television, some really good acts. Um, I don't know if that's necessarily a philosophy change, though, because the stories aren't told any different. Um, right. It's definitely a the format change. isn't different. The, the exactly. tone isn't different. Mm-hmm. Pacing is exactly. the same. Like, so, there was no major obvious differences besides some things that were said uh, at the beginning of the show and throughout a lot. Uh, and, I, and, you know, to be fair to them as much as I can, that's not something that should, that can be turned around instantly in, in one show. Like yeah. they announced, Oh, over the coming months, you know, and, and that's certainly, mm-hmm. but you should know people are, are specific, are now specifically looking uh, for changes, for differences. And when you, literally don't change the tone of the show. The announcers are the same. The pacing of the show is relatively the same. I mean, we had, it was, it was just a better version of what they had been doing. Mm -hmm. And not by much, just, you know, like some exciting matches and, you know, some good stories told coming off a pay-per-view. Wait, coming off a pay-per-view. Yeah. Coming off a pay-per-view that helps. You know, like resolving things and got some stuff to talk about. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm with that 75, 71% that said I'm not buying it. Um, the next poll was um, Shane McMahon called mandatory title rematches antiquated. And someone in the midst of that on Twitter said that mandatory title defenses every 30 days was antiquated as well. Um, I asked which was worse. Um, 11% said that monthly mandatory title defenses were antiquated. Um, well, well, worse, I'm sorry. 23% did, said that both of them are antiquated and bad. Um, 24% said that mandatory title rematches were worse. And 42% said both are fine. So of all the options, most say that they're fine. And I I don't really know where I kind of fall along this. I think there are things that are antiquated, but that, that work as long as you, as long as you stick by them. Like the 30 day rule. Yeah. The 30 day rule isn't real. Um, they pull it out sometimes. <laughs> sometimes people are injured longer than 30 days and don't have to present the title. Sometimes they can, sometimes they have no creative. It's not a real thing. Yeah. Sometimes you're like Shinsuke Nakamura and you're just sitting around or you're Dean Ambrose in 20, 2013, I think. Uh, and a U.S. champ? U.S. champ. And just, and just hold that damn Next month. Yeah. Just, just, it yeah. was just a belt award to the ring. Yeah, P. Dunn just has, yeah. P. Dunn just has a U.K. title. That, you know, and, and, and that's all fine. I think that um, if I had to go with one, it would actually be the mandatory rematch. Um, I don't think that mandatory rematches are necessary um, mm-hmm. because no other major sport goes by those rules. Right. You have a season. You have a champion. Um, UFC and boxing do not have mandatory rematches. Sometimes yeah, two that's guys, the, that's yeah, I, I don't two think or three guys with title matches in between um, the next I get it. And a lot of times because, and I mean, it has a lot to do with rankings. Because there's a number two and a number three and a number four guy, um, they're not making them kick rocks 
for six, seven months. And here's the reason. Let's say that uh, it's like uh, like UFC Fight Night. Or not UFC Fight Night, but like a Fight Night champion on Xbox, right? So when you have the title, I think the top six contenders are who you can choose from to fight, right? Okay. If you keep fighting back and forth, the guy before who beat you for the title, you before five six, they have ch- a chance of losing their ranking. They have a chance of getting hurt. They have a chance of aging out. You have a chance of losing interest. And it would be a way <laughs> for wrestling to be able to avoid. Uh, well, Samoa Joe's hot right now, but oh man, we waited three months and now he has a bad elbow. You know, so so I would be in in, in favor of them not having mandatory title rematches just because I think that there's a lot of matchups that you miss while you're running this back for three months. Um, guys get can, older, people lose interest in guys. Like, yeah, so. Can I, I, say that can I give the obvious, can I give the obvious rebuttal? Absolutely. Yeah, so I, I was in the both are fine uh, camp. Mm-hmm. And what you said about boxing and UFC is, is, is totally true um, about their rematch uh, system and and that kind of thing and it, and it makes sense with you don't want guys sitting around for six and seven months eighteen months to you you know mm-hmm. but that's a real sport in quotes uh, you know a true competition where they're really punching each other in the face and kneeing each other in the in the, in the guts um, where you need six and seven months, you know, and camps and three month training sessions and or, or build ups and that kind of thing. Pro wrestling, the, the format is obviously way different, and uh, it's a lot more incestual as far as who wrestles who all the time, uh, you know, who faces who, you know, consistently. So uh, it's just, you know, your thing is right. Well, sure. But I think with wrestling yeah, and the I would TV format, that by saying like that's, I would say you're 100 percent correct, but I would also say that kind of goes more with my point, like because. They've chosen to produce a pay-per-view every month. You know, they chose that 10 years ago or so. I just think that it does change to a conversation that's also about a conversation that's about how much television you produce. It it, it does change it. Like, I, I understand that. I would still say, like, fighting the same guy back and forth, for four months, I don't know if we have evidence that proves that ends up being better for everybody in 2018. Well, but there's also everybody. And like, but think about it though, like, I mean, if a few catches fire and it goes four, sure, sure. And I think, I think there would be great times to break that narrative, <laughs> you know, to, to be like, oh, this is going, we got to make sure we stay on track with this guy. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm certainly not saying that every every month somebody different should have a crack at a title. That, that's not what I'm saying mm-hmm. at all. I just mean that I, I don't think that in, in in this time, with the amount of with how much things change, with how quickly we process information, I don't know if it's beneficial to run the same match back for four pay per views. That's all I'm saying. And, and yeah. And, 
Say that again. Okay. Say that again. We got um, oh. of these acts, giving people what they want bodes best for um, 2% said Bailey, 11% said other, and I don't think anybody actually got a, uh, a, a nod as far as who other was. Um, 24% said Rusev and 63% said, uh, 63% said Finn Balor. Yeah, I think that if if that's a real thing, if we're to believe that giving people what they want is the goal, he is a lot of people's choice is somebody they want to see do more. They want to see yeah. compete over titles and not just, you know, not beef with Darren Gordon. Um, who absolutely is getting the raw end of all this, and it's absolutely not his fault. Hopefully he made more money than ever before. Um, yeah. I think that's a, that's a, that's a big old guaranteed, right? That's like, how could he yeah. not have? <laughs> um, exactly. Was there, was, was there a fourth person that you it was other thought about? Nobody. No, 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 no. And you're like, as you're making the poll, was there somebody you got, thought, meh, let's just do uh, other? No, not really. Because I think that close. I think people I put in there are all kind of in a good spot. Like, I don't know who, for however good, however bad things are right now, I don't know who on the main roster, I'm like, man, that guy's really being being misused outside of the guys that we said. Like, nothing's going to fix Dolph Ziggler. Nothing. Yeah, and and there's a difference between misuse and and underuse. Like, I think Rusev would fall into – Underuse and Finn could fall into both miss and underuse. So, but uh, Bailey for a long time had had zero percent. I was like, wow, like she how, yeah, how, how fell off so, so much. Isn't it crazy? Week. Like people don't think they can fix her, and to me, it's just such an easy fix. You get her, you get her away from Sasha Banks, um, and and let her do her thing elsewhere, like. There's no reason that Bailey can't be like. There's no reason Bailey and Naomi can't be a great tag team. You know, like oh, yeah, just works. It, it, you know, Bailey still yeah, works. it works different than how you know uh, uh, Naomi and Oscar works. Like they would be yeah, friends for different reasons. But you definitely could see them. Yeah, it's not an odd couple. It's yeah, the vibrancy yeah. and an agency. Yeah, exactly. Um. But no, like I, I, those those would be the ones for me. Um, okay. And really quickly, speaking of like things voting well for him, I don't know if if they just really like this guy. Um, but you know who's like like quietly had a really good WWE career? Who's that? Tyler Breeze. Like Tyler Breeze has a pay per view match with Jushin Liger. You know. Um, he got a lot of TV time on SmackDown, um, you know, doing the uh, the fashion files, right? And then in the last mm-hmm. week, he's got like this 20-minute, you know, four-star match with Ricochet, and then he gets to come out for the open challenge on Monday Night Raw, which they shot horribly, by the way. Like, how do you not get his angles right on Raw? But, yeah, like, salute to him for whoever, whoever likes him, whatever he's doing right. Like, 
yeah, just is that a, cool a sign? Player. Maybe Fandango's back, and they're going to reform that, and they're you know it, just putting it them. It seems like they're going to do yeah. something different because on the commentary, mm, okay. they said for a long time he was tagging the Fandango. Um, so it seems like they might be going their, their uh, own uh, ways. Maybe maybe there's a Johnny Curtis inside. Um, there, there was one more poll, Trav, and I don't know. I don't know if I actually made it a poll specifically, but I did ask like of these acts, you know, who's got the best shot, and it was uh between you know Mickey Cross, EC3. Uh, heavy machinery. That was on Instagram. That was on Instagram. Okay. All right. So that poll was probably gone at this point. Um, people really were high on EC3 and uh, heavy machinery. And I just like, how do you not oh, love? Wow. Yeah. How do you not love Otis Dozer? Like he's he's great. He's fantastic. Like I just I love his look. I love his energy. He's just not like anything on the main roster right now. And so, yeah, yeah, like he's not like anything. He's, you know, he's different. You know, that's that was one of the NXT is a world where everybody is not everybody's different, but Adam Cole is not built like Ricochet is not built like Champa is not built like Black. So there's a lot of diversity body wise on NXT. Um, But but yeah, definitely not like anybody on the main roster. But yeah, absolutely, you're right. Um, And the final question. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Twenty six percent said no way. Seventy four percent said of course. Because of course. Like <sighs> it happens at a Christmas yeah. party. I don't know well, how much of Christmas. Of people ruin a good action movie by trying to force their uh force their holiday crap on it. I mean, it, it happens at a holiday party. That's why they had access to the building. I got. I don't know what you want me to tell you. Like it's literally a Christmas movie. That happens at Christmas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, like, would you argue like Friday is a, is a is a great weekend movie? Because it's Friday's the day of the week. Happened on Friday. <laughs> it's like Will said. If you like Home Alone two is uh, just like Home Alone two is just Die Hard with uh. No, it was like Die Hard, Home Alone 2 with guns. And I was like, no, Home Alone 2 is Die Hard with cartoon physics. Because a lot of people... No, Home Alone, Home Alone 2 and uh, the Home Alone series is a Christmas movie series because it's about Christmas and stuff. I mean, about Christmas, but Christmas what is you, more you than like, just... Like being with your, like being with your family? more than just... And, the, the, being with your day. family and realizing that the world's more than just about you. Like how Bruce Willis's whole thing was to be with his wife and how uh, <laughs> family Baggers' whole thing was to get over his past mistakes and realize he could still be good to the world. You mean like that? Yeah, fuck, like those Christmas fuck ideals? You. Fuck you, Brenda. And if, and if the cameras weren't here, I'd spit in your face. <laughs> no, I mean, that, that warms my heart. And I mean, it's a Christmas movie. Oh, wait. Is that, is that even the right one? No, it's snow. But yeah, it happened at a Christmas party, so it's a Christmas movie. That's pretty much the end all be all. Goddamn, hey, I'm thinking of goddamn Last Boy Scout. 
nothing. You arguing? <laughs> you are arguing something totally different. No, 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 not the Christmas argument, but the, the uh, fuck you, Brenda, I'll spit in your face if the cameras aren't here. I think that wasn't yeah, it. That, that definitely didn't happen. Yeah. yeah. The diehard, he loved his wife. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, um, and, and then outside of that, Trav, I mean, like, you know, I told, we talked a little bit about Tyler Breeze. I mean, what a week for Mustafa Ali, you know, just yeah. uh, really getting a chance to, to shine. And it seemed like he might be the first one as a wrestler to break the 205 mold. And he's that good. And if anybody should do it, it's him. Um, great personality. Yeah. Uh, just a great look, something different than what they've had. Um, and, you know, to be in WWE, this company ran by crotchety, stuck-in-their-ways white people forever, um, to not have your color define you and people still accept you. Um, it, it speaks volumes to, I'm always going to give, you know, the employee more credit than the employer, but they, they also do let him get some. So, so something has to be said there. But, yeah, just it works. And, you know, he's in an ecosystem where AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan are at the top of the card. And so he can wrestle with them and everybody be credible in that situation. Um, yep. Who knows? Like maybe he becomes – United States champion for three years and puts on just amazing matches with everybody else. Um, but but yeah, whatever's whatever's happening for him right now is the right thing. So salute that guy. Yeah, it, in in your uh, year end deal, it was an easy cruiserweight of the year question. Like oh pfft. yeah, yeah. I know Buddy Murphy. I know Buddy Murphy's been doing it in the ring and putting on really, really good matches, and same with South, uh, Cedric Alexander. But Mustafa Ali is is right there with him in ring, and also he's been consistently the best featured personality in 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 that on that roster. Mm-hmm. I mean, his promos is uh, uh, put his um, you know produced uh, pre produced. Uh, promo packages, those are so well done. And he's good in front of the mic and on the, you know, in front of the camera on the mic as well as we saw, uh, as we saw this week, but or the week before, yeah, uh, in the match he lost this week he won, but uh, yeah, he uh, he could be he could be what we've been waiting for in a lot of ways, like from yeah. you know the fact that I mean he checks so many boxes. Yeah, you hate to look at it in that those ways. But your the, the company and its uh, uh, culture and it kind of forces you in a way to. But you know he's small, he's brown, he's Muslim. You know none of those things are being held against him. I think he's Muslim. Mm-hmm. I, I, he's alluded to it, but at least he's of. Uh, he is folks. Of yeah. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so and none of that's not not only not being held against him. It's not his defining characteristic. I mean, 205, it has to be because he's smaller, but st- but you know what I mean. Uh-huh. So as far as headlines goes, what's the main – what's the A story of the week? Is it is it the pay-per-view? Is it TLC or is it the, uh, some, any of the fallout? Or is it just this whole faux shakeup uh, thing that the McMahons uh, tried to pull? You know, I think that um, – yeah, yeah, like TLC is interesting. TLC um, – 
is if you had to say what the biggest story was coming out of TLC specifically, it's this thing with Ronda and Becky and Charlotte. Um, but since they don't exist on the same show, it's kind of hard to say that's the single biggest story. Um, I, I definitely think it's more the direction of the show because, you know, what you and I do is talk about not just what happens on screen, but what's what's happening in the background. Like, you know, Raw rebounded. Um, I think to its 10-week average, but next week is Christmas. The week after is New Year's. And so mm-hmm. they they taped this coming Monday show already, and I believe they did the same thing for SmackDown, too. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, I definitely think the biggest story is, is the McMahons coming out saying that they want to produce something better. I'm an acknowledgement that they've been doing things the wrong way and, and what happens going forward, if anything happens at all. I definitely think that's that's the largest story here. Obviously they they kept they framed it in a in a they they tried to play both sides. Uh they tried mm-hmm. to frame it they tried to frame it as you know, we haven't been doing uh, you know, our job and that kind of thing, but also Baron Corbin, which is just absurd and for so many reasons. Um, I don't even know. If, <laughs> I just wanted to just say that. I, I, I don't even sure if I had a question or who was going anywhere with that, but it's just amazing that they're they're out there kind of hat in hand. We know we haven't been, you know, we haven't been the best and haven't given you the product and, you know, but also it's because this guy that we've been pushing and putting in this position, it's, it's, uh, it's something. He did it. Say that. Yeah, he did it. I mean, we did it, but he did it. So, okay. And I don't know yeah. if that's just so they have something for TV because you, you, you need that. I'm of the mind. You don't say anything. You just start doing things. Yeah, don't. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to, if you're going to be, my thing is always be be all the way wrong or don't be wrong at all. You know what I'm saying? Don't 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 have to ask it. Own what you do or dodge what you do. Transparency is very important. Um, yeah, I. Hey, Travis, this man is old. I don't know. I don't know if you knew that. This man's an old guy. He is up there right now. Um, In that first segment, Cam, did it cross your mind? And and how long did it take you to bat that absurd thought out of your mind uh, that he was going to, on Raw Monday night, go, Triple H, it's all yours? Or or in some form or fashion? Really? And, yeah, I definitely could have happened. I think it's. Um, can you hear me? Okay. Not really. You just you just cut out. How about now? Can you hear me? Yeah, sure. You you sound good. Okay. So yeah, my thing was like, there's a a reason Triple H did most of the heavy lifting in that segment because I kind of feel like that's what's being said without it being said. I also don't mm. think in any in, like in any substantive way. Vince McMahon is going to join anybody to kiss your ass. 
You know, like, we're not going to see an actual, like, demonstrative, clear sign that Triple H has the book and Vince has given it away. That's just going to happen. Because I don't think, and I mean, in all fairness, it doesn't fit his character, either on camera or off, for that to happen and for us to be able to. And I, I get that, absolutely. What do you think about the order of appearance Vince came out? Then Triple H, then Shane, and and the crowd reactions uh, to each. Um, I mean, it's about what you'd expect. Like, there's no way Stephanie's coming out anything but Stephanie. You know, like that was that was just what it was going to be. But no, I still think that they um. You know, that was good for her. Is, absolutely, absolutely. You she know, got the is, least is the grandpa. Yeah, that's the grandpa you love. Um, you know, Stephanie's the the, the stunned but giving mom. Um, Triple H is your favorite uncle. And then Shane is your, you know, your older brother who just comes around on holiday, um, but then hangs out for a month. You know, that guy. Um, so, no, yeah, I, I think that the order was very natural. I think, like, Shane's always going to be kid brother in that in that ecosystem, uh, regardless of actual age. But, uh, but, yeah, I think that the correct order that you would expect from them um, yeah. And, and there was no what way, about Shane? No what about that pop Shane got? I mean, Triple H's pop was really, really big, but Shane's was. I mean, it was like they knew because they had him come out last. I don't know if that's if that's the psychology. The crowd kind of uh, knew this was the big last one, but. They really gave it up for Shane. I don't expect them not to, but I didn't expect them to just go ape as, like the way they did. Well, because it, nothing's ever actually been Shane's fault. You know what I mean? Like, all That's Shane true. does show up and give maximum effort. Well, those, those punches are his fault. Yes. They're always. I mean, maximum effort. It's still maximum effort if your ability well, he definitely is that Like, we've never said, look at Shane jogging him in the ring. We just said he sucks. <laughs> you know. Great practice player. There's no reason to be upset with Shane because, like, I don't know. Shane definitely takes time from wrestlers you'd rather see, but it's set up to where we can't remember. Like who he took time from and who isn't in the position they should be in because of Shane's pain. Right. Like AJ's doing fine. <laughs> Kevin Owens is doing, you know, he, he's not a for worse for wear because of Shane. It's certainly other reasons, but not the feud he had with Shane. Uh, those are the major ones. Uh, Undertaker, for sure, is it hurt by Shane McMahon, you know, feuding with Shane. So. Yeah, he's not feuding with uh, with Samoa Joe and, 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 and making Joe look like a chump and beating him or, or making him look bad or anything like that. Or, or, yeah, so 
All right. And uh, any thoughts uh, on on TLC overall, just as a as a pay per view? Oh, well, main event, fantastic. Um, yeah. You know that that kind of where I kind of sit on everything. That the, the most promoted match on the show, probably the best match on the show. Um, can't wait for them to be done with Ambrose and Rollins. Let's get past that. Um, mm-hmm. But the no, TLC was pretty good. Um, real good triple threat tag match. Uh, yeah, TLC was a good show. Um, it was a fantastic event. Yeah, it was, a, I thought, a good way to end the year uh, on pay-per-view. All right, let's talk to some people. Hit us up on the Constellation line, 347-202-0103. Let's, uh, let's go north and uh, get Mike from Brooklyn on the line. Mike, what's going on? What up? Hey, my guys. How y'all doing? Hey, what's up, Mike? Doing all right, Mike. Yeah, what's going on, man? I mean, just sitting here kicking it, you know, at work, listening, you know, back to y'all in town and break down his hopes of a fresh start. Yeah, the fresh start, man. Yeah, that's what they were calling it. Yeah, I mean that's all it was. was was them coming out to try to smooth smooth things over. I don't think they even have a clue what they what was going on. I think they think they know what they're doing. Uh, I think yeah. they think uh, bringing up those five acts, six wrestlers. I think that's what it turned to. Turn, is uh, from NXT is going to you know, satiate the base? I, I don't. I don't know. Um, I think they think a lot of things, but it, we're going to have to see. And I don't want to jump and be like, "Oh, it's going to suck. Everything they do is going to suck." Like, oh, let's see if the, let's see no, if they I'm really. No, 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 not you. Yeah, I'm just saying that. That's not yeah. you know. Let's see if they really if they really get things. Let's see if not if yeah. Triple H gets the book, quote unquote, but. If they start listening to him more on main roster issues, yeah, but I but I that's probably what it has to be. Like, like there's got to be a transition. There's not going to be a here Triple H, you got it, I'm out. There's going to be just like he did in throughout 2010, 11, and 12, where you know Triple H was shadowing Vince everywhere, and you know, and and then eventually, it's just Triple H. He's just running a performance center. He's just doing NXT. There's not a shadowing event. So that's probably what's going to, what's already in a way happening. But like officially, like, yeah, he's, he's there to, you know, give final say. And I don't know. I don't know how, but there's, I think going to be some kind of transition, not just the, here's the keys, son. And, uh, you know, go forth and prosper. Yeah. I mean, I'm going with Cam, like Cam, pretty much said it and that's how I kind of read it myself Monday. It's like it's kind of like he's saying it without saying it. Like you know you see the position and Triple H got because if you see you know like how when Vince you know cut the promo Vince was very brief and you know Triple H pretty much was like the cleanup guy. I mean all of them spoke but you know he was like the the, the cleanup guy that quote unquote you know, spoke that spoke directly to you, the fan, the viewer. You know, 
everybody about how the power's in their hands, and, you know. Yeah, I could have dealt with, done without that. They didn't go as far as I thought, mm-hmm. uh, you know, when we we're, like, empowering the fans. They didn't go, you know, they didn't go, like, the Cyber Sunday, Cyber, you know, Tuesday, yeah, Cyber Tuesday, Tuesday, whatever, you know. Okay. <laughs> like, or even with the poll stuff and Twitter, hey, hey, fans, break out your phones, go to Twitter. Like, no, just you yeah. decide. You be the creative. Don't make me fucking book your shows. Get out of here. Uh, they didn't go. They didn't go that far, but they kind of uh, used some of those same, you know, buzzwords and stuff. But it yeah. wasn't too bad. Well, Trad did not predict that that um, uh, female TLC match. Almost exactly how it happened. Did you? Okay. Yep. Almost exactly how it happened. I knew, like, for some reason, I knew once. Yeah, I guess. But I knew once, like, Oscar was inserted into the mix. I knew it was something, you know, coming up. And then fast forward into what he said last night, you know, um, if you want Rhonda, you know, go after her yourself. Like, I think um, they're going to start, um, and I want to get y'all take on it, you know, like, I think they're going to start, you know, intermingling, you know, a little bit more, like, with brands and, like, how you feel about that? I think it's the natural progression. I mean, once they did away with the single brand pay-per-views, you figured it was only a matter of time that they softened the uh, the split uh, more than just, you know, Survivor Series or whatever once a year thing they do. Um, I don't necessarily get that feeling uh, that, that, that we're close to that. Like 2019 or anything is going to be like this blurring of the line. I'm actually actually happy that they haven't and confident that they uh, keep it relatively similar to how it's, uh, how it's been the past, uh, past few years. I'm not saying anything yeah. special. Thing, I think we're going to get the Becky versus Char- uh, Becky versus Ronda by Becky winning the Rumble and going back to Raw. I mean, that's just yeah. one of those, just one of those things. Like, oh, SmackDowns get the you know, get the, got the hottest act around, and up here comes Raw, pluck them away. But in this way, it just makes a lot of sense, and fans don't think about it in that sense, or or SmackDown, you know. People that really like SmackDown don't think of it that way because it makes a lot of sense storyline wise. And if you thought about it that way, you'd have to be mad at Becky for for you know going to Raw or choosing yeah. to face Ronda instead of Oscar or Charlotte, whoever's the SmackDown Women's Champion. I mean, I see. I mean, on on a SmackDown front, and unless you know something happens or somebody you know Nikki Cross or somebody you know somebody gets hot and end up there, I see it being. Charlotte and Oscar again. I can see that happening. Um, at, at WrestleMania, you're saying? Yeah. You and you, hmm. Yeah, I mean, and I can see, kinda... see that, but I don't know if you could. Uh, you got to. That means Charlotte doesn't get a title match until then, because you can't have her. Lose the Oscar, or there being no contest on a, at a pay per view or something in the next, you know, five months, four months. 
nothing that can't be done. You just have to keep Charlotte away from the title picture. From, until, from the title, yeah. She's not going to win the Rumble, but in my scenario, uh, Becky Lynch is winning the Rumble. Yeah, definitely. I got Becky all the way. Yeah. But, um, I mean, that's, you know, that's saying that uh, the easy way to fix that, I mean, Becky gets a rematch against Oscar and doesn't win. And then Becky wins the Rumble. Like, if that's something that your hottest act in the company can do. You know, they, they find a way to where she doesn't win the title match, and then she comes back and wins the Rumble and challenges Ronda Rousey. Like, you know, Ronda Rousey came out and pushed over, find a way to have Ronda interfere in a match with Becky and say it's because she wanted to fight Becky. Like, there's, there's ways to do that. Um... But yeah, like Charlotte. I mean, Charlotte's in the best position to challenge uh, to challenge for a title outside of Becky Lynch right now. And so, really, it's not that you have to keep her out of a title match for three months. You have to find a way to where she either wins a rumble or doesn't, and wins a number one contenders match. Like Oscar doesn't have to defend the women's title at the World Rumble. And they could have, hell, they could have another women's elimination chamber to be the number one contender at the right. elimination chamber. Like, there, there's ways to get there, I think. Um, because really, it's, you know, the beginning of it. So it's three and a half months from now. Um, you've got, you know, an iconic here or there. Um, you've got... Uh, Bandy Rose and Sonya Deville, at least for TV, who can, you know, challenge Oscar. Like, there's, there's people there. I think there's a way you can hold off. But, like, really, I, I don't see a scenario where those are the four women in the two women's title matches at WrestleMania. Fam, you bring, you, you, uh, uh, don't Nikki Cross and uh, Oscar have a history? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Nikki Cross crazy enough to not to bypass all that. Like, I don't care. I just want, yeah. you know, you know, you can certainly do something with her and have that be her big splash on the SmackDown finally. Right, fellas, what y'all take? What's, what's y'all take on the re- uh, Wait, say what, Cam? I was saying, yeah, you just come out and have, uh, like, yeah, it's just punch Austin in the face. Yeah, 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 yeah. Give her the women's right. Go ahead, Mike. What are you trying to say? Uh, So they also, um, well, to rewind a little bit. Um, I mean, this week I thought, of course, you know, SmackDown was a uh, better show than Raw. I mean, not by that much, but it was a better show. I mean, Mm -hmm. Raw was like, you know, what they tried to do is, you know, open up, you know, the tag division and actually let Gallows and Anderson speak and say that, and I didn't even know. That they weren't on TV since fucking August. That's August. that's not. Yeah. That's a crime. That is a damn shame. And they said it was and what was right. It's only three teams every fucking week: the Usos, the Bar, and the New Day. But I mean, and then with the emergence of, you know, how y'all feel like um, Mustafa Ali's gonna you know figure out or play out on that um. SmackDown side. 
And I think he's going to do just fine. <laughs> yeah. I think he's going to do surprisingly fine. Or not surprising to me, but to them, they're going to be like, wow, I can't believe this guy's getting consistently cheered and people are buying his crap. <laughs> yeah. And we're going to be sitting here like, no shit. Him and Alba's going at it for like two, three months. He's going to say, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, my thing is funny. Um, you know, the Usos and the Duke Day and the Bar are the best tag teams in WWE. And I mean that as individual teams, but I also mean that as three teams working each other. They're very good at what they do with one another. But yes, they need to keep those teams on that level of appreciation I have for them. They do need a sanity in there to disrupt how things go. Like, like absolutely. Um, again, them the Usos to Raw. Just do it. Just do it and be done with it. And there's just so many fresh matchups. Like, like I'd love to see them as space teams go up against Gable and Moon. I'd love to see them and AOP. Like, there's some good, fresh matchups out there, and they have this all of a sudden over a bunch of fatigue. Like, yeah, that's Yes, sir. Sounds good to me. They need you. For sure. Anything else for us, Mike? Yeah, I mean, um, lastly, I don't know if y'all saw the the last um, being the elite, you know, little synopsis of it. Is, I mean, basically, all those point towards, you know, their own promotion. Yeah, didn't they uh, tell WWE, wish them on their future endeavors or some shit? Yeah, they act <laughs> like they signed the contract. You know, um, because they got Kazarian playing Triple H, so they act like they signed a contract. But um, it was a letter. And the letter said something to the effect like, um, we see what you've been doing with the tag team division, and, you know, the time is, you know, the time is not right now. So we wish you the best in all your future endeavors. And then, um, wow. <laughs> they super kicked them. And then you know how he do the slow sell before he fall and all that? The fake Rick Flip, slow sell. Like, it was the extended slow sell. Then he finally fell. And then he walked <laughs> off. And then it, 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 it cut like it's about to go off, like when you see him on the rooftop and they promoting they um, shit, but it's shoot back to um, SCU, um, SoCal Uncensored, um, Kazarian Daniels and Scorpio Sky. And everybody on their watch. I mean, everybody on their phone. And it's, um, what is it? It was 15 days, you know, minutes, hours, you know, all the way down to the seconds. And, you know, I guess that's when the announcement is going to be made. Because the whole oh. thing with everything since the contracts was inspiring with everybody is in the background. You hear, um, like a time, you know, a time clock, like you know, where's the countdown clock, clock now? On somebody's website everybody, or something. Everybody looked at their phone, right? I don't know. It's probably on it. Um, the young boss Twitter, but everybody, you know, whole SCU looked at their phone and it just cut from there. You know, fifteen days, I guess, from Sunday. That's when it 
or Monday, that's when it first aired. You know, that's January 1st, and I guess that's when, you know, the announcement that Cody, you know, been talking about is supposed to get made. Oh, wow. And also, um, leave you on another note, Ring of Honor just picked up a couple, you know, guys. They um, they signed um, what is it, uh, Mark Haskins, BCO, Brody King, Bandito from Mexico. So they kind of replenishing. It's going to be interesting, like you know. Not just, and I'm gonna leave on that. No, I want to get you and Cam back and forth on that, on the state of you know. 2019, as far as like just wrestling all across the board, does it seem like? Yeah. You know, it's going to be a healthy. All right, Mike. Appreciate all right, the hell out of you, man. All right. 2019. That was uh, you. You asked, hey, what are your expectations for for 2019? I guess we could sort of. I mean, we'll get into that on on your thing in yeah, okay. a week or two. But, um, with ROH, I really think that like, I've enjoyed what I've been able to submit the stuff that they've done with uh, Gresham and people. Like, I wish that Gresham was, you know, six inches taller because it would make the things that he does a bit more believable. Um, but I thought he's really good. I think that PCO guy has a really good book about him. I remember um, when. Uh, the guys from uh, Steel Cage Network came down there for one of their uh, bachelor parties. They took the, uh, they took the groom to uh, a local wrestling event here, and that PCO did for a bunch of chops. So yeah, that's uh, now I want to spend my last day for that. Um, but yeah, man, I wonder how what do Cody and the Bucks do about talent? They have people come in for a couple of months. They sign up to year-long, two-year, three-year-long deals. Like that's what I'm really curious about because I'm sure they can bring in every easy guy ever, pay them, you know, a couple thousand for a one-off. Uh, but, but I wonder how they're actually going to to deal with the talent. Excuse me, that they bring in on that level, like you have guys on five long term, or are they dipping into? The New Japan pool, the ROH, um, you know, guys that are in here. I'm, I'm wondering about that. Um, I think it's cool that, again, ROH seems to be, they haven't had a total reload on talent, but the product that they're giving out is really good. Um, we know we're getting out of Japan. Um, so, yeah, I just think that there's going to be more good wrestling alternatives. And then, you know, you finally feel like main roster WWE really going to have. Like, they have all this talent sitting there with Wayne, guys that you love to see on NXT and great stories that are told. And you just feel like we're a year closer to that type of storytelling and those type of wrestlers that that come into fruition. I, I think, I hope, I don't know if I, I hope, I don't, because I don't know or I don't have any real uh, 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 you know, I can't speculate because I just don't know enough about those guys, what they do. That obviously, we, none of us know about the deal that's on the table or anything. But I just hope that it becomes a real viable alternative. 
And I think we all do as wrestling fans. You just want wrestlers to get paid. You want more people to watch wrestling. You want more people to watch good wrestling. And I, w- and I would think this would be, with the people involved, would be, at the very least, good wrestling. Uh, but I hope it could be more than that. I hope it can be an actual viable art alternative. I also wonder how the heck are they going to pay people and sign people and all right, are they going to have any exclusive talent besides, you know, you would think the Bucks and, you know, maybe Cody or who else, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm interested. And I think we're going to get a lot of, not a lot of answers, but we're going to get some answers. We're going to get some answers in January and, or when this whole, when this countdown ends, and then we're going to get some more answers in the spring after this, that, uh, MSG show. I know, you know, not all those guys are going to be on that card. If any of them are going to be on that card, if I, if I, I don't, I don't even know. I think Terrell or somebody might have told us a week or two ago, but um, they're they're going to be. <laughs> if this is something that's going to be launched in the fall or the winter or next spring, and they want to. They're going to be the masters. I have all faith that they're going to make it interesting, the, the ride to get there. Uh, these guys know marketing. They know how to market to wrestling fans. They know how to get, how to time time stuff um, for maximum uh, uh, effectiveness and that kind of thing. So that's going to be fun. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's. Uh, what's your time looking like, Cam? It's getting close. Um, almost up. I got All right, let's. Uh, in the meantime, let's talk to. Let's go out west. Oh wait, I'm about to do this again. This might be Black Dog. Somebody just jumped on from six three one, and that's certainly not uh, Phoenix. So I think that's Black Dog again. Uh, Will, is that you? What up? Yes, sir. All right, what's, what's going happening? on, man? <laughs> what's going on, fellas? Uh, first question I have is, uh, who do you think will be called up from NXT without leaving a big hole in the ro- Oh, never mind. I was about to say, didn't they just put out, like, a whole <laughs> half a dozen? <laughs> but actually, yeah, yeah, our, our favorite question. Did just ask that question, and... They did a good job of of uh I mean Lacey and Nikki Cross, that's a you know, but Lacey Evans wasn't intricate to T V. She just was a good addition when she was around. There aren't you know, mm-hmm. the division it's Kyrie Sane, it's Shayna Baszler, it's uh uh Io Shirai and Dakota Kai yeah. to a lesser extent. Yep, and you got Jessamine Duke and uh and and the and Baszler. Um, so, so it doesn't feel, and, and Nikki, and Nikki Cross, it's one of those, she should have been gone. <laughs> I've been, yeah, uh, yeah, getting myself ready for this for a year now. Um, okay. and then heavy machinery, same thing with them in the tag division. They've, they've never been an intricate kind of part of the division. Always kind of a, a fun, a, a fun add on when they did, uh, when they were around. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just, I just found it fun, you know, from uh, talking about it last week, kind of throwing some names out there. We're trying to think about the, the main, you know, scene. 
and then boop, there you go. There's not just one. There's, there's six, you know, coming up, and it's like, ah, that that kind of answered the question from last week. It's like it was, it was listening to the, the East Coast cast. I, mean, I wonder. <laughs> oh man, but but, but quick uh, quick report card. Um, went to that that Evolve show on Sunday. And it was hilarious because people were asking, anybody got the results from TLC? And everybody was like, who cares? And it was just, I mean, it was just a fun, wow. you know, a fun show. Yo, it was, it was, it was crazy because people at, legit were asking, even little kids were like, nobody cares. This show is great. I mean, also, check your fucking Twitter, idiot. Like, what, like, who has to <laughs> ask that question? I mean, everybody like, has cell phones like out here. You're on Facebook. And you ask a question that you can easily Google. It's like clear that you just not not that it's a negative. Like oh, this guy or this woman wants a conversation around the thing he's asking. Not legitimate asking. You know how, how do you do this thing? Because you could go to YouTube or Google easily. Uh, so it's kind of just that one thing. This guy just wants to be the guy in an evolve show talking about TLC. Yeah. <laughs> cool. All right, really quick. Speaking of evolve, yeah. that's the other thing. Um, you know, not just to go back to our favorite question, um, so Heavy Machinery is the team that moves up. So you have your tag champs in the Street Profits as your second, you know, face tag team. And you have War Raiders as your number one face tag team. Like, yeah, they did a good job of not gutting the division. And it looks like, I mean, Undisputed Era is, I'm absolutely the best faction in NXT, but, you know, kind of the only faction in NXT, but, you know, they're, they're great gatekeepers, you know, where they are. Um, yeah. And you have Ricochet, who, you know, he's already a North American champion, who looks to be getting a more prominent role. Like, and, and it seems like, well, to actually answer the question, like, they could call Velveteen up right now, and it'd be fine. You know, yeah. and NXT not lose a bunch of steam, because... It's weird. Sometimes NXT does too good of a job. Like, they've already done the I think I'm next between him and Ricochet, which was had a fantastic match. They've had, you know, upstart uh, uber popular dream against Crusher Dream's Champa. They've done that. So, and, and I don't think that you know, as good as Adam Cole is, I don't think you have him lose again this soon. So I don't think you have, like, Dream with him, but ec is out of that mix now. Um, so, yeah, I think that, you know, your Dream is the one that can go with it. But also, like, as I say that, like, do you see all three of them, or all four of them, I should say, you know, the four I'm talking about, um, their four big-time singles acts, not named Ricochet and Adam Cole, See all four of them still being there by WrestleMania done, like I, I or after WrestleMania, like I don't think so. So, I think Dream is a guy, but I think you can still get something out of him in the next little while. But I just I kept my fingers crossed that the main event on Raw was going to end, and then everybody's going to walk to the back, and then his music was going to hit, and he just come out and pose, and they end the show like that. But you know, wow, can only have so many nice things. Would have been great. You should have did one of your uh, giveaways. <laughs> I, know, I, thought about it. I thought about it, but I was like, nah, I need I need, I need all this Christmas money. I thought Fade and Goddamn George Crawford. That so, be the no week. Giveaways. No giveaways. <laughs> <laughs> I need all that money. <laughs> that the far out thing would happen. Uh, 
Free, free See, stickers for everybody who retweets this. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> you, need, you need those two dollars for every sticker, right? Man. But, <laughs> but Velveteen's see, and 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 I think this is something. I I, I think it'll be a, a good attest to how well they've built him in NXT. When you hear that first "ow ow" on his theme, you know it's him. Just by that that one strum and him saying that, I think. It, could you imagine the reaction they would get if you hear that during the Rumble, like and just him just like saunter out there doing the? I mean. I think that, I think that has to happen, right? I mean, because he's clear, he's going to come up after the after WrestleMania, most likely. Like he's going to be the after the night after uh, the Raw after Mania call up the the, the featured one that, that gets the biggest fanfare and the and the and the prompt most. Well, wouldn't it be great if you gave that audience uh, a taste of him? Pause. Mm. No, no, no. I want a taste. Uh, give us a, a taste in January at the Rumble, a big giant uh, spot where everybody's watching. Uh, I, I think that's very likely. Yeah, I think you're going to get your. Is the camera, uh, the camera. Huh? I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. I, don't know, I don't know if you had to leave. Well, here's well, here's my my one of my other questions coming out of the whole thing from from Monday, and and more so because of what happened on Tuesday. Um, with the McMahons back and everything, and that's, having no official GMs and all that kind of stuff, what is going to happen to not only Paige, but remember how yes. Corbin gave Alexa Bliss, uh, like, you know, the yeah. run of the, of the ladies' division on Raw. So wh- what do you think is going to happen with those two ladies, you know, moving forward? Paige, I think it's unsure. Uh, Alexa is going to go back, and she's cleared, I think, to wrestle. So, obviously, her future's in the ring. My thing is Drake Maverick is I'm watching 205 Live. He's making matches and putting together main events. And Regal, I hope, doesn't go anywhere on NXT. So is it just going to be selected like Raw and SmackDown, like the main the problems? Like nobody has a, an issue with 205 and 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 right. why even uh, <laughs> why mess with it? I mean, and they could could just easily say, yeah, yeah, they could say Paige has been doing a great job, and but here are some things we think can also work. Like they can do that, but somebody said it. They were like, "Yo, there's really no reason Corey Graves should be on both shows. Like Paige could be the play-by-play on SmackDown. I mean, she knows all the Mm. damn moves. She's done them all. You know, like Paige." Like, it's a weird emotion. Play? I mean, why not? Who's, who, who, who does play by play that knows more wrestling than Paige? Would be my question. I'm not saying well, that no, she has the ability to do this, but, but it's a, I'm just like, it's a role. Play by play. Yeah. I mean, Nigel McGinn is one of my favorite wrestlers from the late 2000s. You know, does a fine job. But he's See, well, not just now I get it. You trying? You want to <laughs> yeah, turn pages? But I mean, still. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to turn pages and Nigel will get us. But no, I turn her to um, oh, she's British. It'll it'll translate. She can yeah, do it. But, <laughs> if he can do it. Yeah, well, yeah, right. But yeah, she doesn't go away. But I, I really think that she might get to keep her role because 
she's very confident in her role. People don't seem to have the same issues with her that they did with Baron Corbin because she's not overbearing. And with that, I do have to go, gentlemen. Have a great night. Um, I don't know if everybody before Christmas. Yeah. I'll catch you later. Bye. Talk All right, man. So, well, yeah, I yeah, when it comes I, to the page. I hope uh, they, you know, find a role for her and that that's meaningful. That 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 works for everybody involved. But I mean, the general manager spot seemed to be that role, and now if that's not there, I, I just don't see her on commentary. I don't. Uh, I don't. Again, I think that's a specific skill set that I have no reason to believe she has. Like, I, I have never, uh, whoa, I've never seen her or heard her where I would think like Renee Young, she's a, she's a broadcaster. She's a, that's right. That's kind of already a natural thing for her to, it would just be a matter of timing and how to, how to work with one or two other people in that context, not, how to find, have your voice, and she's worked that out long damn time ago in Canada, probably. Um, well, let, so, let, me ask, let me ask you this: like when it comes to Paige, like um, you see how for the last couple of months, well, I guess the last six months or so, when it came to the women's division in, in general, Steph was the one to make the major announcement. Steph was the one to kind of like, you know, talk about yeah. it. Can we can we see some kind of way of like Paige being like that surrogate figurehead? of, like, the whole, like, cross-brand, like, you know, women's, you know, if, if matches need to be made or Girl. some kind of stipulation need to be made, can she be, like, the like the, the mouthpiece, you know, so to speak, of, of like, the women's division as, as, as a whole? Right. Like, if, uh, I don't know, you know, if, I, I, just imagine if you're Paige and you had this sweet schedule where all you had to do was show up for SmackDown. I guess one more day, <laughs> You know, it's not her check's not going to go up, but she's got uh, now, her, and she's got to do, you know, uh, uh, raw and show up there to do stuff. But, but no, I'm sure she'd gladly take that than not have a job or be on TV at all. Um, that would work. Told you know, if 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 Stephanie said, you know what, we we're not doing GMs, but there has to be like a go between. Like sometimes, even though there are four of us, we can't be at every show. And this is something you do maybe in four weeks, maybe in six right. weeks. Let people kind of get used to this, you know, fresh start. It's not something you can't one week be like, yeah, no, nah, no more general managers week next, next week. Yeah. We've got this, the liaison to the women's division. People are like, wait, so that's just a fancy general manager for both, both Ooh, shows right. Just right. for one, one division. <laughs> so, um, so you don't want to you know, look like hypocrites or, or, or you're just idiots or make you, you know, make your crowd, your audience uh, feel stupid. Like, wait, didn't you just say? Uh, so wait a month, month and a half, two months, and then and make it, make it, make make the audience need that. Make it obvious right. that do you want her there instead of Stephanie? Again, like, Stephanie said, maybe... "Oh, I've done three favorites," but is that that's that something you can trust? So, so right. just give hints that you know maybe you know not only cannot Stephanie not be there all the time for her other business and family obligations, which is fine, but you know right. just create a reason besides oh we're Paige just needs a, a job and they feel sorry you know you don't want to want the audience 
the fans in the know to even think like that. You just want it to make so much right, sense. Right. That you're like, oh, yeah, no, totally. It works. Like maybe, yeah, maybe, like maybe she does something around the, like the Royal hey, Rumble, like, you know, like, a, like just announcing it or. So, so, oh, shit. I, I got to change that. Um, or did I, because my Cam's, when Cam's survey for our show we're doing in two weeks or a week, um, me, him, and Shahid, uh, South Congress joints, like an end of the year thing, it was with big expectation. And, and I think I put that. Mm. I hope I did. And, if, and Paige could basically be, like, say she's put in, as, in that position of liaison to the women's division after the Rumble. It could be Paige's thing for the next six months that she's driving. You know, you do you build up to it. But Come right. the summer, it's her issue, and then come October for for the next Evolution pay per view, if it's going to be the same month as it was this year, that's where you you crown your you crown your uh, your your okay. inaugural <laughs> women's tag champs. Or if you rush the whole thing, then you can do it between the Rumble and Mania. Right, right. Okay, yeah, I mean, it's just it, a matter it definitely... of how you want to. Yeah, I, I, mean, I think it could work. They could rush it. No, I mean, it, it sounds like something that definitely could work. I mean, especially if we're talking about the possibility of doing something like that with the tag, you know, division. It, it, it's almost like if you if you pace it out right, you figure you have, you know, towards the, the, the summertime, you got the May Young Classic. She can be the one, like, quote, unquote, like, regal, scouring, you know, the, the country for the best female talent, you know, to bring in. Um, you 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 got like the tag team division, so you figure all that kind of stuff will be major stuff, major announcements, major you know things that will be coming up that you would want somebody who's not only knowledgeable about the product, who's also well traveled and well versed to be like that. Because when you think about Regal, I think about Regal like you know he is like looking for good talent and bringing you know that, that kind of figure of NXT. When you think about for the women, you know I don't see Stephanie going out. Like I'm the one finding yeah. all this best talent. No, not really. You know, but but she be the one or, or or doing something as far as you know the business wise and corporate wise. But she ain't out right. there. Could you imagine Stephanie in <laughs> Oklahoma City at some? Do they have? Is there women's wrestling in college? I don't even know. States, <laughs> you know it is somewhere. So even imagine that she's in like. You know, some dusty arena in the UK and Wales somewhere. You know, freezing her ass off and you know, <laughs> watching some you know, uh, <laughs> Welsh indie woman wrestle or something. Like, come on, no way. Right. But William Regal, like absolutely, totally. Right. See that. And I'm not even saying she should be. That's not. That's not her. <laughs> I don't want Stephanie in charge of his talent scouting of, of the women. Right. Uh, <laughs> But Paige, so uh, Paige yeah, though, you, you know, who's grown up in the business, you can see that. You know, I mean, and when's the movie coming out? When's her The Rock's movie on her family? Is that like a couple of weeks? I mean, it's not like commercials for the last few weeks, so it's got to be. Oh, Christmas? Is that is it is it a Christmas release? So I mean, you, you figure the release of the movie, even if it comes when it comes out on DVD or whatever, you, you tie that into like you know wrestling, you know this kind of stuff, you know. 
I mean, it, it just it makes sense, you know. Just as you're talking it out, it just makes more sense. Yeah, and and they didn't stick by her, and they stuck. I mean, a lot of it sticking by her through the whole sex tape stuff and all that, and right. quote unquote embarrassment that she put the company through, as if having a sex tape is is as embarrassing as some of the crap they've done over the decades. But um, that Katie um, Vick sex tape coming out next, right? They st- yeah exactly. They stuck by her. I don't. I, I think they were. They're probably going to go not go out of their way, but they're doing. They're going to make find a place for her. I'm, right. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Of that. And and again, this line that we're going this liaison to the women's division or something of that, something like that just makes so much sense. And you could then again tie so many things to it, mainly the. Uh, Tag time, tag women's tag division. If you do, if they go that direction. Yeah, yeah. So. Well, cool. Well, hey, have a good rest of the show. No, no, everything, everything is everything. Have a good rest of the show. Enjoy the uh, the bathroom as always, and uh, and uh, you know, do your thing, man. Awesome, man. Talk to you. Will Will from Long Island. Let's uh, keep it moving. You know what? Let's. Um, Read your bronze non-VIP email. Ron from Vegas. Uh, he's got two questions. Uh, how do I feel moving? Oh, we should expect. Wait, what do you feel we should expect moving forward from both shows now? Do you really think there will be any big changes to the shows? Well, there certainly wasn't this week. Uh, SmackDown needs less quote-unquote changes. Um, and it's not changes that we need. It's just better storytelling and better character development and better context and matches being more made to feel more important. And how do you do that? Well, you let the wrestlers talk about it beforehand and you give a week or two or three before you have those matches. And, you know, I'm not telling you anything y'all don't already know. So, um, but I think they're going to be talent changes. Um, I think I said a few months ago, there's going to be a big, I expected a cut before the end of the year. I don't think that's going to happen now. You can't go cutting people before Christmas. That's just not a good look. Uh, but I think by the spring, there's going to be a spring cleaning. I mean, you can't bring, bring up a bunch of people. It just doesn't, doesn't, uh, it's just math. You know, you got a roster of a hundred people. You bring up 15, you got to get rid of at least 10, right? You can So I think, uh, I think there's going to be some turn, turnover in the next, in the first quarter of the new year. But real changes to the shows now. Because I think Monday, especially, was a was a chance to uh, to do that, pace the show a little different, had the tone, you know, make change the tone at certain points. I, I don't know. It was just more of the same in a lot of ways. So, so I don't expect any big changes. Uh, next question: Who do you? Uh, how do you? How do y'all see this group of NXT call ups doing on the main roster? Could you see anyone from this group making a real impact on either show? Oh, for sure. I mean, I think Lacey Evans 
Did you see that featured package they did on her? I never really cared for her finishing move, the women's right. I thought it was a clever, uh, clever, a clever gimmick and name for it. But I never thought, like, she's, you know, she doesn't, like Big Show punches, yeah, he's seven feet, 500 pounds. Any punch from him would would hurt. And then once they gave him the boxing gimmick when he did the whole his first big weight loss thing whenever that was 08 010 whenever that was but um and he came back and he was training and then didn't he do a movie about or around boxing or something around that same time so boxing was a part of it so they gave him that you know knockout punch works Lacey Evans I never really bought it because besides being tall she's not Relative, yeah, you know, she's not muscular or super um, strong looking. So I just thought, what's so special about her punch? She didn't have a wait. She's got the marine background. Uh, she's got the marine military background. She also might have like a. I might be under under underselling her. She actually might have some kind of like martial art thing that they talk about, or at least they did at one point. Um, but it, and my whole point is when they when they showed that video package of her, it, uh, I was really impressed. It was so, so well done, and they featured her just really really well. And they featured that damn women's right fantastically, and it was over with me. I was like, I'll never doubt that finisher. <laughs> you know, like hey, if you get hit with that and you go down, that's 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 how it should be. So. It's it's uh, funny how you just put you. It's just how you matter how you frame something, how you put it, in, in what context you put it, uh, how it gets over, if it gets over, and how it gets over. Oh, but let me see, Lacey. I don't think EC3 is going to. I think he'll get. I think he'll get exposed. I think he's just you know corny, two hundred sixty five body guy. A 265 pound body guy. I don't. I don't think he's. Uh, I'd, I'd rather him on the main roster. And I hate to sound like because I'm going to sound like shit saying it, but I'd rather him on the main roster because he's closer to then being gone than clogging up, you know, the NXT main event because he just doesn't fit. Because there's a chance because he he certainly will can fit on the main roster. Um, and there's a chance his brand and his style will get over, and they could, and it could be something compelling and interesting. I don't think so, but there's a there's a better chance of that happening on the main roster. So I'll put it that way. Instead of he's closer to ultimately being out of the company, I'll put it that way. He has a better chance of uh, he has a better chance of fitting in on the main roster than he ever does of fitting in on on on. Uh, on NXT. Uh, Nikki Cross, I think she has her limitations. I think it would have to, I think Nikki Cross would, it would have to be a Becky Lynch type. She's around for a few years and you just start appreciating the hell out of her. And, and she hits a stride where it's undeniable. Kind of like with, with Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch has been the shit for, you know, two, three years now, but hasn't been till this last, you know, 
three, six months where people are like, you know, it's just, it's, it's the, uh, it's the consensus that Becky Lynch is the shit, the top act in the company and, you know, that kind of stuff. I think Nikki Cross has a better chance of following that type of path uh, than coming in, making an instant impact. Not that you said, you just said impact on either show. You say long-term, short-term, I'm just taking it, assuming that's immediate. Um, And Otis and Tucker, um, you know, I think they could uh, have a better chance of fitting in on the main roster again because they're they're just built – built for the main roster. They're fun. Not that fun doesn't get over in NXT, but they don't have the the work rate for that kind of division. Uh, I think, you, you know, the street profits are as, as, uh, you know, people will forgive their work rate because they're, because of their personalities and they're smaller and they can do some things, but the heavy machinery, they're just big brutes with a fun, with a fun, dynamic and, 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 and the worm and the thing that Otis does. So like EC3, except I like them a lot more than I like EC3. Uh, I think they have a better chance of fitting in on the main roster. And they fit in in NXT. But not to the point where they're you're going to see them twice a month. You'll see them you know twice every, you know, every six weeks maybe. So, I think that's all of them. So, yeah. Appreciate the email, Brian. East Coast Audio Show at gmail.com. Get your emails in. We certainly will need them for, or need some for VIP, Rich and I. So, uh, VIP folks, get your get your questions and comments in. And remember to always indicate in the subject or somewhere in the body of the email that you are VIP or non-VIP. So I know which uh, which segment to read your email. Back to the constellation lines three four seven two zero two zero one zero three. Let's talk to. Uh, I think that's Craig, but he doesn't have his hand up. So let's go to three one two. Who's that? Chicago. Three one two. Yeah, that's me. Uh, it's Sean, dog. What's up? What up? What's going on, man? Uh, nothing much, man. Uh, I had a good week, you know. Uh, got married and everything, as you already know. Hey, man, congrats! Did the deep dive. That was great. Uh, I appreciate Rich having me on. Oh, happy birthday, Cam! I, you might not be listening, but happy. Birthday. All right. I forgot to get you on a yeah, deep dive. Yeah. yeah. Happy belated. Yeah, I, I forgot like a, a bunch of times, but I, I remember this time. I put it at the top of the list of things to say. Uh. I had dinner with uh, Brian Cage Wednesday too, man. It was a, it was a really good, uh, really good week past week, dude. Like and weekend, and of course the two Raws. You know. Uh, oh, see, I didn't Raws. understand when you. Okay. I didn't understand when you when in your I am when you were like I went to both Raws. I'm like, does he mean Raw and SmackDown? I didn't understand, oh, but no, no, okay, no. They, they taped. Yep. Now I get it now. Yeah, you know what? So next week's Raw is really good because it's all the wrestling. And you know when WWE tapes the show, yeah, the wrestling is great on it. Three twenty-minute yeah. matches. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, but uh, no. Um, yeah, it, it's so so Raw this week. 
that we that was live is actually a two part raw. If that makes any sense, but like if you if you if you skip this week and you watch this week's and next week's together, it's pretty good actually. <laughs> like for me, it was all one long raw. So, but the payoffs were were fine. The storytelling on it was really good. Uh, we got new matchups. You know, like I don't think Seth and uh, not Seth. I don't believe Finn Balor and Dolph Ziggler has faced each other. If they did, it was right when Finn got there, you know, uh, or a little bit mm. after he, you know, came back after the Universal title. But, uh, yeah, we had, and, you know, in Natalia versus uh, um, uh, Ronda, that was a good match, you know. Uh, I'm not spoiling anything because, you know, if there was something to spoil, it would have been leaked already. So, you know who won that. Um, but, yeah, man, uh, I, uh, so y'all, you guys were talking about the call-ups and stuff. I heard some people say that Lacey Evans wasn't that good in the ring. Now, what do you think about that? Do you think she's good in the ring or average or what? Yeah, she's she's about average. Um, she's you, because of how they used her on TV. You didn't see her a ton. You saw her once this year on the Takeover, I think, but you didn't see her wrestle a ton. You got to see her. Uh, frequently, more than you know, a dozen times all year. But you didn't. It, yeah. It's not like it's the regulars. Certainly, seen Shayna Baszler and and, and Kyrie Sane wrestle uh, more than that. Yeah. Um, so so I, I'm going to say I think she's a, above average, but nothing to uh, nothing to get overly excited about yeah. about her in ring stuff. It's but she certainly has the acumen and the the uh the look just I mean, as far as like her, all that, that's the personality like that's not where she needs uh she needs to continue building and growing for sure but that's not where she's deficient in if she is deficient it is in her in ring and it's not by much once she gets to the main roster starts working regularly with top-notch talent and you know i think she'll be fine not that she's not you know nxt yeah. she's find women down there, but you know, when you get on that loop and on SmackDown or with those women, raw women, she'll learn quick. Yeah, I, I think she's fine. I just, I can't believe people were just saying like, ah, oh, she's not that good in ring. I'm like, dude, what? Like, you know, she's, she's fine. Like, her story's good, and but like, her entering a carrier far enough to where, you know, the story will be told well. I, I didn't, that was crazy to me that people were saying Lacey Evans is just trash. I'm like, oh, so she's Nia Jax now. Like, come on, dude, relax. Uh, yeah, no, you know, not even, interesting. This is the first I've ever even heard anybody question her, her work. Me too. So, me too. And two, two of our esteemed, maybe not our colleagues, but two people in the business that I, I can't believe they said it. I'm like, dude, relax. Like, I don't even think you watch NXT. They might not, to be fair. But uh, anyway, speaking of NXT, do you Duke think because there's only room? Huh? Right now, Jessamine Duke and uh, what's her name? Shafir. Oh yeah, I'm watching doing? right now. Jessamine Duke. Uh, I, I always hate to say this about any athlete ever because more weight isn't good because you know that's just more weight that you have to carry. It's still weight. Uh, she needs to put. She needs to eat a couple burgers or something. She's too skinny. Like oh. she's like a power forward or center. She's a little skinny, man. And I, Lacey Evans is tall, but she's muscular. She's got a really awkward build. Like I think, 
I think that it's because she's she missing a certain her. type of muscle. Or maybe she needs pain. She definitely looks like she's a volleyball player, not an MMA woman. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I mean, so was so was uh, Charlotte. I think her body's good. Like I don't get that. I don't look at her like bad. I would like like uh, like um, Sasha Banks, where you're like, Ugh, when she gets by power bombed or something, you're like, can she sustain it? Can she take these yeah. moves? Similar, even Dakota Kai. She's she's someone who I'd say more, over more than Duke. I think I don't know. I mean, maybe yeah. it's just I'm literally maybe it's their ring gear in, in in wrestling tights and stuff for the first time. You know, literally the last minute, the first time. But I think I don't I don't get the she's too she needs to eat or put on. I think she looks she's she yes she's obviously very thin, but not in. It, a, it could be oh the ring God, gear too, though. Way. Uh, yeah, you know, so. uh, like when when Jericho switched to shorts, I hated that. Like I always liked the pants. Like it just made him look a little bit more t- taller, a little bit more uh, buff. You know, they just made him look better. And I hate it when he switched to shorts. I think when you break up, when you actually are showing your legs, that gives you the appearance of length. I'm just I'm in my I, head. I, I'm I imagining him ramp as the old school Jericho in his full tights. And then walking as the shiny thighed, uh, you know, shorts, trunks, uh, Jericho. And he kind of looks taller in my head <laughs> with the shiny thighs that yeah. I can see. Yeah. But again, yeah, I well, it's, it's a, not taller. I just mean just, just bigger overall. Like, because uh, AJ Styles looks big. You know, I think if he was showing his legs, he'd look a little smaller. Like, Neville, like, yeah, he, it. you know, he was always huge, but like, he seemed. Uh, smaller to me for whatever reason. Anyway, I think. Do you think that Tampa will have the uh, John Cena free agency thing? I don't see Champa joining the main roster and just picking straight up picking Raw or SmackDown, especially since he just said something about Nikki Cross on um, on Twitter. He said, "Yeah, I always like your type of crazy. Let the other ones paint themselves uh, red, uh, head to toe in red and blue." So do you think him being the type of character he is that he would just be uh, like until maybe he went well not that he'll win the rumble but let's say he wins the rumble and then he has to pick you know or would he do something like oh I want to face both champions in summer uh, Survivor Series or something like do you think that's something he would do or just like the John Cena free agency thing? No, um, they might. I don't know, because you, I don't know how they feel about someone like Champa that they would want to give him that kind of juice from the, you know, off the jump. Like, who's this guy to be getting a free agent gimmick? But that might also work well, for the character. Like, yeah, we make the audience feel that that same way. Like, the audacity of this guy demanding to be a free agent. I never even heard of him. You know, the vast majority of the main roster audience would, 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 would see and feel. Um, I... I- I see it happening. I tell you why I see it happening because Mustafa Ali, that's formerly a 205, just moved up or adjacent to SmackDown. So, I mean, you can have a smaller guy or whatever, or a guy just come here and just kind of be do something different. And that might be, you know, like I think the, the foundation is laid with Mustafa Ali doing it. So, it, but without that happening, yeah, I wouldn't be able to see a guy doing that. So you, you, and you also you were talking about cut. You were talking about cuts earlier. Um, you mentioned cuts. I think it was in the um, uh, email by Jabron. Who do you see getting cut? 
if it's like ten people, that's a pretty. I guess that's pretty simple. Ten people, like who you see getting cut? I see Alicia Key. I mean, I'm sorry, Alicia Fox and Dana Brooke. Alicia Fox, Autumn Mahal, Dana Brooke, Singh Brothers. Uh, that's five right there. Damn, you got it already not written out already. <laughs> I mean, depends what they want to do with you know with a guy like Fandango. Are they going to bring you know? coming back. I don't I don't see them getting rid of him, but if they did, I wouldn't be surprised. Is this is this the final thing for uh you know, Zack Ryder, you know, who's been around for almost a dozen years at this point and Mojo Riley. You know, Mojo Raleigh, you know, they tried again stopped with him. So there's six or seven, eight, you know. So he can keep going. I think there's 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 people that nobody would shed a tear over. I mean, people might go, oh. Well, Zach not Ryder, Titus O'Neil. Maybe nah, Titus O'Neil, not. you can move him to, like, the the, the uh, you can move him to the office where he's been in the last, like, not wherever he's been. Move him to the yeah. office no, and then, you know, move him off the main cool. roster. Uh, as much as I would, I would hate it, as much as I would, I would, Hate it, I'd be pissed off, but I certainly wouldn't be surprised if an Aiden English was on that cut list. Ah, uh, yeah, I would hate that too. I think yeah, they screwed him me. over with the whole. Yeah, I did. He, I mean, yeah, really, man, he was he had U.S. But with the damn uh, Di Dico Dick, would they turn Di Jack's name to Di Di Chop? Dominic Dominic Di Jack. Dominic Di Dichovich. Yeah, they just dijack. Fuck that rest of that shit they're talking about. If they can fuck up names, I can just make it whatever I want to. Why not? Um, Dominic Dijack. Uh, <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, yeah, I was just, I was just trying to see what type of uh, cuts you think they might have. I can see, I can see a few people just going. Um, Ty, uh, Ty Dillinger, he need to be up out of there, like. I mean, he ain't just—he just ain't getting nothing. Yeah, I, I think, I honest, think he, they yeah. try again with him, and I don't think he—I think he could. Maybe I—I I wouldn't be surprised, but it'd be like that—that—that that, that would. I—I I don't like him, like him, but I don't hate him, and I think he's—you know—people right. right. like him. Right. Those things like, hey, some people—I don't get it, but people, some people like him. So shit, try to get out, get everything he could out of that. I would um I would probably uh I mean you got an NXT UK you could just send people all the way over there you know and if they do well I mean it's well I just move out of the out. Blackpool somewhere or wherever the fuck Shire Bird in fucking England mm-hmm. and uh and live, I mean, and but live you can over patch there. Your roster over there you can patch your roster you have to be really I'm saying to to go. Oh, oh well, you just get a work visa. I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to help them. As far as their career, if you're Ty Dillinger, do you want to? Are you like again? You're going to take that pay cut probably and live in a you know to to for what for a chance that maybe in two or three four years you get. He's already been through that. He, right. This I mean, is no, his, I mean, it's not. You know. Yeah. I don't. Well, see, I, that's the thing. I, I know NXT is, is is quote unquote developmental. I, I don't. I see it as adjacent, but I don't see it as developmental. Like it's, it's his own thing. It's 
it's hard to really call that developmental. You know, it really is. But I mean, I, I'm okay. I understand how it, how the dynamics of it. But it's. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, what's he going to do on the independent thing? He's going to go to ROH if they're open or Impact if they're open. Like, no, he's going. Wait, who? Ty Dillinger? I don't know. But yeah, where like, the hell does he go? I mean, shit. He could a guy like him with the way he wrestles and his size. He could certainly go to. Uh, he could he could go to I mean, uh, the All Elite Wrestling and sign with them. And and and, uh, and yeah, why he not? Could but like I mean that's not starting for like a while. You got like a year wait on that. They're not okay. like well, I'm sorry. Well, okay. yeah, they, they got every they, other. They, they're not doing anything to like 2020. You know, okay. Uh, no, word I'm is. Interested. Yeah, go ahead. You got it. Word is. No, no. Word is, ain't shit happening to 2020 with that. You know, uh, I, I know this, and that makes sense too. I mean, I guess you know, you do the one show, you do the all elite or whatever, or all in. You do all into whatever that's called, and then next year, uh, 20, 2020, you go into that. But yeah, I, I got got it on good authority with that that shit. But that's a year. I guess he could take it off and rest. But the fuck. If you're specifically, if you're Aiden English and you get fired in March and you're away from AEW starting up, so what? You do what every other wrestler has done and you you work indies. And what, you think <laughs> these super indies are all around aren't going to want Aiden English on their card? Not that he's going to bring in a ton of, you know, but he's going to come in as a mid-level former WWE guy. And there's a place no, for those I mean, guys. I, I just, it's weird, here. you know. Did something else? Shit, he could go to Impact, like you said. After his ninety days are up, he could, you know, be uh, 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 Aiden British and fucking. Uh, oh, you, know, uh, you tell it. You saying he gonna get a Fire Pro Wrestling name? <laughs> hell yeah! <laughs> Egan, they, they would do that. They would get yeah. Egan, Egan, Egan Spanish. There you go. I don't fucking yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, okay, so uh, since Shane debulled the auto rematch clause, like, uh, you think I, I know you and, you and Cam were talking about that earlier too. Uh, I know I, that's is good and bad to me. I don't see guys. I'm glad that everybody just won't be hanging around the title picture for a guaranteed amount of time, you know. Uh, but at the same time, I mean, you kind of want some of those, you know. Like if somebody loses on some bullshit. You want them to get, you know, you want that automatic rematch clause. You don't want Shane to be like, ah, you know, automatic rematch. It's like, nigga, I got you. You know, they cheated me. You know, like, you don't want Sammy to jump in. But then I guess they figure, I don't know. I mean, I I just think if you keep, if you don't even bring up the automatic rematch stuff, if you want to do less of it, just, do less of it. You don't have to make this proclamation yeah. and then paint yourself into a fucking corner. He did. He deboned it. He said, <laughs> he said, we'll automatic rematch. I was like, whoa. I was like, damn, this is the first I ever heard that is bullshit now. Okay. It was weird because at that show, right, we didn't know what was going to happen. Nobody knew. So Vince came out. That was great. Yeah, he, he, got, a, he got an ovation, a standing ovation. And then there was a section of the crowd that booed him. 
And he said that on TV. He was like, hey, don't you boo me. He pointed right at those people. It was like maybe like 30 people right at the section he pointed to. And and that actually kind of shut that shit down, and people started listening. And uh, unlike everybody else, I do believe that uh, it's going to be changed. Like I said, uh, I didn't expect Raw to just turn into Impact all of a sudden. You know, I didn't I didn't expect them to change every single thing that we know on a, on a dime like that. And it's kind of weird. Like we gave Raw how many years and it's been done? It's been on the decline year after year. And but we can't give it a couple weeks now. People are like, oh, it should have changed exactly. But the changes right. did start though. You know, the changes well, did start that night. It wasn't a lot, but it started. If I do one thing, like they got rid of the heel authority figure, you know, that's a big change. You know, a lot of people got rid of the on the show yeah. where it worked. Yeah, and but and a lot, but a lot of people are saying, hey, you know, uh, they didn't do anything. I'm like, the first thing they did was actually kind of, uh, you know, cut their own heads off. Like, well, we can't be assholes anymore. Uh, we we got to do right by you guys, and I was like, well, that's not some heel shit you've been doing. I'm not gonna play favorites anymore. Yeah, yeah. I was like, when the fuck were you playing favorites? I was like, who? <laughs> you know? Well, I was like, who was your favorite? Who? Authority. They picked their favorites and they held down their non-favorites. I mean, that that was that that that, that rang very true. Yeah, I mean, but in general, I want to know who. Steph's favorite was when she said, I'm not playing favorites anymore. I'm like, who the hell was your favorite in the women's division? It wasn't Dana Brooke. It should have been Dana Brooke, but it wasn't. Like, who? who wait, wait, wait. Was, was right, right? I don't know. Like a workout? A workout? I don't know. Why not? Because she needed it. Because she needed it. Why not? Trying no. to give her a push. <laughs> Trying to help her out, man. <laughs> yeah, for no reason. Just for no. I mean, none of it's for a real reason, but. I mean, it's just crazy to me how people were tripping, and I'm like, look, it's not going to change in a day. It's been years that it's been fucked up. So you do have to give it more time than just one Raw. And I can tell you the next Raw was a little different from that. You know, uh, also they had, like I was telling Wade, uh, uh, it was also they had someone live, like house shows, you know, where they talk, they come and talk to you during the intermissions. When they were in a mission, they had someone coming in there talking to us and keeping the crowd ready and pumped. They had a couple of segments okay. go on. You know, that used so to be that is very different. Justin Roberts, that used to be his job. Yeah, yeah, like that's yeah, and they had somebody doing that, and um, that was pretty cool because it made the time fly by. It was flying by anyway, but uh, I mean, yeah, well, it, it was a, it was a great crowd. Or in the afternoon when the show starts for y'all. Uh, it's it's it started at uh like four thirty four forty five I want to say because uh, uh Mojo Riley and uh Zach Ryder got on and he got a they got they got a big pop man it was crazy like Zach Ryder got a big pop and then it just continued on from there they literally kept that exact same energy from Mojo Riley and Zach Ryder all the way through to the end of the show where Seth Rollins and, and Baron Corbin um, uh, ended the show on, on, on the second Raw, you know. And, and that second Raw, they went through them, dude. It was not one commercial break, obviously, because we weren't on TV. But nope, no breaks. I think they had one pause in between, just one. Uh, but it, it was good. They, you know, the wrestling was good. Revival looked good. Um, they should be around for a little bit, the way they were kind of pumping them up. Um, but it, it was it was weird to have. We didn't know Shane was coming out, so he got a huge pop, like you were saying. 
he got a stupid pop. He right. wasn't quite as big as Vince's. It was it was huge, man. I didn't know he was coming out. Biggest pop, yeah. maybe of the night, certainly of that group. But I'll I'll take the the, the uh, biggest initial pop, maybe yeah. Like uh, it it died down quicker than like Vince's and everybody else's. But yeah, we when we heard fucking Shank, I was like, whoa, what the fuck is happening? Uh, but I mean, to a man, to a billionaire that doesn't really owe anybody anything, it was kind of cool to see him come out there, even though he kind of buried the whole thing at the end and said, well, if we give you less of what you don't like and more of what you do like, maybe we'll still be then now. I'm like, God damn it, Vince, just relax, man. You know, <laughs> you didn't have to, he didn't have to say that shit, you know, but Triple H did speak a lot. And I noticed that he had, he passed the buck when it came to, apologizing. He made Steph uh, and Triple H do that and kind of Shane. I was like, Shane didn't do shit, but um, I, I think that was a lot in and of itself. I think right there, him apologizing for fucking up for a long time was a giant change to Raw. I mean, how you how you going to know you have a problem until, you, you know, the first step is admitting it. You know, so I, I think that was a, that's why I'm more so like, yeah, I believe wholeheartedly they'll change the product to be something people can give a shit about because he admitted he had a problem. You know? So, that, that I mean, that's that's why I am. I know a lot of people ain't going to like that shit. They're going to disagree. With, yeah, you know, but, you know, how many... I don't know yeah. how many junkies do, do you know, but, you know, that's kind of the junkie, alcoholic thing that they can all... They can see... <laughs> uh, how many junkies do you know? <laughs> I don't know how many junkies you know, but... Uh, it could seem, you know, like contrite and oh, this is the time. And, but they ain't hit bottom. That ain't they real bottom. Pause. You know, they just might make they they're good at lying and frauding because they're addicted or you know to whatever they're addicted to. But but, I, <clears throat> but they got a, they got a billion dollars thrown away over a billion, and they got real people they gotta impress now. I don't think it's bullshit because it's like, hey. Do something about them ratings, or you're gonna be, you know, if you if they come out of this deal on the wrong, the wrong way, if like they don't if raw if SmackDown gets canceled and they don't get, or Raw for that matter, if they get canceled, they're gonna be a laughing stock. Stock literally, the stock's gonna go down too. It's not gonna be good for the company. It could be reversed if they don't do their job. They're in the business of wrestling, not just entertainment. It's wrestling, and they got to do a good job of that, and they haven't been doing that, and um. It's weird. I think Vince, having Vince be hands-on and actually get him out of it. Because when you see Triple H know what he's doing, when he see that he's that out of touch, he'll be like, well, eh. maybe he'll be more, you know, he, he'll be less reluctant to actually give up changing life. He's not going to be able to do it forever anyway, you know. He's just not. So I'm on the side of people who, yeah, I cheered him. Uh, I waited to chant some shit, but he shut those booze down. I was like, fuck it. I guess I just listen to what he got to say. So, yeah, I mean, I, I behave like the rest of the crowd, whatever. Uh, my last shit is, uh, I got two last little things. Uh, you think the four horsewomen might main event uh, WrestleMania? You think they might do that or no? The two four horsewomen? The, the two groups? Yeah. No. Yeah, I think that was a long shot too. But yeah, I figured that was Shafir and even Baszler over to a damn WrestleMania audience. 
I just think it was months. it was easier to get all of those people into a match instead of picking a favorite like Ronda or Becky or Charlotte. You know what I'm saying? When Evolution got announced, or not announced, but like when we really, really started getting pumped for that, and I guess like June, July, and I laid out a whole like plan to like bring to to make that a hot feud, and that by now and Survivor, it was to culminate at Survivor Series with the four on four. Uh, no, I remember none of that. They never even came good. So you would have had to do that, and and yeah. for, to have any of them ready for something like at WrestleMania, and 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 even even if that got over, I'd still say no because you want your WrestleMania main event to be about your two your top two acts or your top heel against your top baby fair or whatever you know whatever. So I'm not a I'm not a, about a uh, what's it called <clears throat> when you got a bunch of people in the, on the TV show multicast? No, uh, um, ensemble. I'm not for an ensemble well, WrestleMania okay. main event. No, I want. Versus, I, I was asking because uh, it was a it was a really I just thought it was a really easy way. Uh, I thought it was just cheating. It was a lazy way to get out of it, and they like to be lazy. So I thought maybe they'd just be lazy and say, "Oh, I'll just do this." I don't know. It, it's a super long shot. Uh, virtually impossible. I just figured, man, you know, just a little question. But uh, last thing is, uh, last night, uh, well, not last night, Tuesday. <laughs> Hello? Yeah, I'm here. Uh, Tuesday, I heard uh, Wade say that he was uh, sick of Ronda's shit, basically. Uh, that, his, uh, that her characters just fucking got on his nerves, man. You know? So uh, what do you what do you think? Are you there with that? I've, I've been there. Like I I told you guys, yeah. you know. On TV, the I'm fine. I was like, I, yeah. I, on Twitter, I'm sick of her shit. She's yeah. just garbage yeah. on Twitter. But well, that's that, Twitter. That's what to got go to him too. See that. But on TV, she went, for the most she's okay. Her promos aren't the best. That's where she for me when she's standing in the middle of the ring by herself. Talking about what a champion is, I'm like, Ugh. what? You mean you don't what? like graduation speeches? <laughs> but but <laughs> beyond but uh, but beyond that, I'm fine with her. She hasn't gotten on my nerves or anything like to the point where I'm just like go away or anything. No, I think she's I can still say one of the top act on 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 Raw. I can say this. I I do. I'm I, I don't like her character. She's she's a she comes across. Uh, she got booed. She got booed. She got Roman booed. Like, she got a pop when she came out. She won people over in her match, but she gets booed because people don't like her character. It's the exact same thing, you know. Uh, and it was weird because Ronda heard the boos and she was standing there. And uh, it's weird, you know, like, Ronda doesn't look like the biggest person in the world at all, but she looked like she's toned and stuff. You can tell she's toned, but I, you forget that she's like 155, dude. Like she is not, she's a very small person. Like, and especially with the big jacket and the you know skirt and stuff she wears, you know, like and and she's, it, it's kind of crazy. Like you know she's portraying a character on TV, but she's also uh, there's times where she's herself. So she's just kind of standing there with one leg up, like she used to be a dancer or something, or you know a kickboxer stand. She was just standing there, kind of oddly nervous, you know what I'm saying? So it, it was endearing. Yet her character is still flawed to us. You know what I'm saying? Like that. So that's 
that was a major takeaway from that. Like I, I, I always been a Ronda Rousey fan, especially in UFC, but I don't like how her wrestling character comes across. But she comes across just as awkward in person. But you, you still love her, but at the same time, she still ain't your Becky. You know what I mean? Yeah. If that makes any sense. But, yeah, that's, that's no, all no. I got for you, man. Uh, you should have helped me out with my uh, come out to my wedding song. I mean, you did last week. You, you said something, but, like, you should have helped me then. I had already made my decision by the time I emailed no. you. No, I'm not going to participate in something an idea that I think is terrible. How was it? It was great. It came out great, by the way. I mean, I don't know if you watched it. I sent you the link, but it was cool. Feel, uh, um, yeah, I feel for your woman. You put you you put her through that. <laughs> she was fine with it, man. I planned the wedding. Okay, I planned the whole thing. I got everybody that's here. That's everything. Where we went wrong. <laughs> no, I mean it went great. I mean I had to. We were well within our budget for a wedding, especially something. Um, you know, uh, that we had, we didn't even invite people until, the, like, the week, the last week before. So, yeah, but, yeah, you didn't help me, man. And you know what? I told Wade that I wasn't problematic when I was on the show, too. Okay? So none of that, I, I stopped your lies. I told him you were lying. So there, <laughs> I got back at you. <laughs> well, yeah, that's all I got for you, man. You all have a good night. Cool, man. Appreciate you. All right. Sean from Chico, everybody. Sean from Northern California, folks. Um, Wait, Northern? I don't know. I think. All right, let's keep it moving. 347-202-0103. That's the way to get in queue. Talk to now. Let's, uh, Let's talk to Willis. Willis, what's going on? Nothing much. Same old, same old mess. Been shaking my head about the craziness on Raw. Vince McMahon up here coming out and talking all that mess and and talking about we're going to start listening to the fans. The only thing I could think of when he was like, we're not going to play no favorites. I was like, man, that's Y'all, that's some bullshit. We all know after a couple weeks, y'all going to go back to the same shit over again. Vince seemed like he was crying for a second. Only thing I could think of, he's like, man, I'm crying because y'all didn't like who I wanted y'all to push. Now y'all backlash against me. No, no, Willis. (laughs) You're, You're reading way too much into it. It's a very simple explanation. And I've mentioned it year or maybe two years ago and I said Vince is at he's at that age where he's always got the moist eyes where his eyes are always red around the edges where it's just an old it's just what happens when you're an old person some of them not all old people have it but it's a thing with age where you're where where you the edges of your eyes or whatever where you would put eyeliner so always especially if you're white and you can, you know, and you can see that it's red. You can all, it's always red, and you look, always look like you're teared up. And that's why Vince <laughs> said he doesn't want to be on TV anymore because he watches that back and he goes, "I look like a fucking old man," but because he's an old man. I mean, you know, 
77 old. That's just how it is. But I don't think, yeah, I think with the, I, I, I think that's the simple explanation to your uh, why was Vince going to cry. No, I think he's just got that those old man teary eyes now. It's just <laughs> how it is. I'm not even trying to be funny. It's just that's I think that's my logical explanation for for, for that. So you heard the rumor going around that Vince was pissed about the um demon. Ambrose and um, Seth Rollins match at TLC. Um, about the about the crowd I mean, reaction and yeah, and all you figure. Event. I mean, he if he was upset at the damn Jericho KO match from Romania a year or so back, and that match was just I think we could all agree that match was just fine. If not, a, you know, it was a good match. It was at least average, but I think it was good. Um, he should have a problem with that match because you had two professionals in there that completely, I think, I talked about it on the roundtable with Wade and Todd, like, what the hell? These guys are professionals, and they couldn't read the crowd, and they just kept going with the original plan. They were like, nope, we're going 25, even though at 12 minutes the crowd was just like, boring. So they call take turn things up a notch, do something. I don't know. And it's only my only guess is because they didn't feel confident. They didn't feel confident. They like, hey, we we we're gonna do what we're told. And that's Vince's fault for for creating an atmosphere where professional wrestlers who are, you know, in a sense like, uh, you know, like. Not sketch comedy, but like uh, live anything. I mean, you just have to know the audience. You have to go with what you can't just plow through when the audience is. But that's Vince McMahon. I mean, look at look at you know. I don't have to tell you about Roman Reigns. It's just what they do. They just plow through. They don't care. They just now they care. Now they're going to listen. So at least we got that. Yeah, they're going. Yeah, they're going to listen because this ratings is sitting a damn solid. And they almost coming up time to try to make some more money off of Raw. That's the only reason why they coming out and doing that shit. Did, did, you see, did you see the numbers for Raw this past Monday? Because I haven't. I'm interested. They said it went up a little bit. It went up more than what it's been recently. But, again, but it wasn't been record- so much. A little bit isn't, to me, is still a failure. Coming off a pay-per-view, you've been hyping Vince for a whole week, and all you can do is do a little bit. So next week yeah. we'll see. Well, with next everybody week is knowing. Oh, the, the main event. They were so that's not a little bit. That's significant. But the main event is gonna be horrible because guess who's fighting each other? Seth Rollins Seth and Dean? versus Baron. No, Seth Rollins oh, Seth versus Baron Corbin. I don't see that shit. And it seemed like to me that on Seth's matches, since he be on Raw all the time, his matches is turning out to be looking the same and feeling the same now, no matter who he's fighting against, because he's on TV too much. Do you feel that way? Yeah, it certainly does feel. Remember when he was on TV all the time in 2015? That was different. 
he was wrestling every week. The whole gimmick, remember when he came back from his knee, it was, I've been carrying this company on my back. And he really was. I mean, 2015 was just the Seth Rollins show. But it, but I don't know if it was because he was fresher and, you know, he had only been around at that point for three or four years. Uh, now it's, you know, like seven, six or seven. But, you know, I don't know. I, I, I think Seth's good enough that uh, it's just it just takes one meet, not even hot feud. It just takes a feud that's not bogged down like this one is. Because people complain so much about them using Roman's illness as a, a storyline to it, they kind of kill the feud a little bit because they're not talking about it no more. I hope not. I hope they leave it alone for whatever. If it's if it took people complaining, then great. It shouldn't. <laughs> they should have realized, <laughs> oh shit. After they did it the first time, like, oh, crap, this sucks. We shouldn't do this. Shouldn't have did it to begin with. But <clears throat> it's one of those things, like, I don't care what the reason is. Just stop. Right. But I'm surprised nobody talks about the match. Other than the TLC match, the other match of the night from TLC was the Daniel Bryan versus um, AJ Styles match. Oh, yeah, that was real good. But, I mean, it's it's one of those, uh, I mean, we expected it as much. The match the match I wanted, I, I was really uh, excited for was the Nia Jax-Ronda Rousey match. Like, I thought that was Ronda Rousey, uh, I thought that was Nia Jax's best match of her career. Uh, I think it's the second time she's had the best match of her career with Ronda Rousey, the first time back in May when she had the, but, but that match had a lot of gimmicks around it. I think it was an Extreme Rules match, or was at least at that at the Extreme Rules pay-per-view. You had the Alexa Bliss run-in. Right. No, it wasn't Extreme Rules, because the run-in, I think, caused the DQ or not, some kind of non-finish. But it was gimmicks, and it was a lot of storyline prop things being propped up. This was just those two, and they went in there, and Nia Jax had her, I think, her best match. Coming off what I thought was her best promo. People disagree, but... I thought the promo she cut uh, last Monday was on the go home raw was uh, was really strong. Um, minus the yelling. Minus the it's mine because it was just yeah so unneeded, yeah so out of place. Yep. Oh, I was like, man. But yeah, um, SmackDown is. I'm glad they moved Mustafa Ali up to the main roster and he offered 205 Live. And he's just a regular person now on the roster, so that's kind of cool to see. So, to me, that's one of the better shakeups that they did on SmackDown, and it didn't really feel like a shakeup. It just felt natural. Just they yeah, just used them right on in. Yeah, especially because of the way they introduced them the week before. They continued that storyline, and he got the big win. We didn't talk about it earlier. I meant to bring it up with Cam when we brought up Ali earlier, but, you know, I hope, you know, I hope Ryan's okay. I haven't heard any update, um, you know, with that, that finisher. Cause it was, it didn't look good on either side. Cause I was like, Ooh, he got him in the ribs. And then when I saw the other side, I was like, shit, he got him in the face. So you hope Ryan's okay. And, you know, a guy with his history, uh, getting need in the face isn't good. 
I heard he doing just fine. They had yeah. one of the reports online says he he doing all right. But you can hear Mustafa yeah. say, "I'm sorry, man." Certainly didn't look. It looked really bad, but it's just one of those things. Uh, like sometimes it's the ones that look benign that that turn out to be like, "Oh, guys, out for six weeks because of that shit." But you know that happens. All right. There was a baseball player who – wait, there was a baseball player, Willis, who struck out, I think, and he broke his bat over his helmet, like raised it over his head and just bought it down ah, and snapped it. It ruined his career because he, he had to then deal with – he had crazy concussion issues after that. Like it, you never know that one little – you know, I wouldn't want to break a bat over my head helmet or not, but – he did it. He knew it was happening. It wasn't like he was off guard. Like most knockouts happen, it's the punch you don't see and things like that. And so, but yeah, you get clocked in the knee off the top rope, and you know you're fine. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. I went to see Spider Man into the Spider Verse. That was really good. Okay. Well, I heard everybody saying how great it was. I meant to ask Will. We talked to earlier. Um, he saw it. I think he said it was the best Spider-Man movie ever, like <laughs> ever. And and I wanted to see, uh, yeah, it's like, oh, so that means Willis is probably going to hate it since everybody else loves it. But no, you said it's good. I'm glad to hear. Yeah, Brian. Well, I'm a Spider-Man fan, so that that's my number one comic book right there. Been like that since mm. I was three or four. So when they when they do Spider-Man right, I'm happy. When they do Spider Man wrong, I'll be mad. Are you reading so, Spider Geddon? Um, I'm not reading any comic book at the moment. I'll, oh, I'll okay. be, I ain't reading no com- comic book at the time because I get a chance to go to the comic book store, and then by the time I get a chance to go again, I'm so far back, it's too expensive. So I just say, forget it. Go to tr- go get the trade from the library. What you mean? Oh, you one of those guys. You gotta have it. It's got. You gotta own it. <laughs> yeah, uh huh. I gotta own it. Yeah. So yeah, but yeah, I'm interested to see what what's gonna happen between now and the Royal Rumble. What kind of changes is gonna be? See how everybody reacts to stuff. And I'm curious to see how WrestleMania is gonna pan out. You think they're gonna actually let Braun beat Brock at? The Rumble, uh, is it who who you think gonna be the raw side main event for WrestleMania? Yeah, Lesnar versus somebody. Lesnar I mean, Seth is the plan, but if Vince is pissed with him and if he if if he continues to not, you know, uh be as great as he's been, that might change. But I think right now it's Seth versus Brock for the universal title. The rumor I've been hearing that um, Vince want to get The Rock to come back to fight Brock. Yeah, well, he can want that all he wants. And, and I heard that he wants The Rock to come back to win the Rumble so it could be Brock versus Rock. But I believe him when I see it. Yeah. But I don't want to see Seth versus Brock. I'm scared Brock might, like he normally do, 
and not really want to do shit during the match. Mm. I, that's why I'm scared about. I, if Brock has a match with Seth, I want him to have a match like he did with Daniel Bryan, where it seemed like he was actually enjoying being in the match and not just going through the motions. Yeah, so, I think it was probably more of a. Like, people think, like, there's no way Dean Ambrose was like, they'd be like, oh, well, Dean Ambrose wanted, you know, he probably wanted to do some CZW stuff. Like, no. No. Like, if you watch that damn, not that I needed to, but if you watch that Dean Ambrose 365 or, or I don't know what they call it, the retrospect, behind the, behind the scenes thing with Dean Ambrose, he ain't, he, he is ready to move, he was ready to move on from being John Moxley in a goddamn <laughs> Death matches and shit like that. He's glad to be Shield member Dean Ambrose, you know, beating people up in a traditional wrestling and brawling way, not with the weapons and the high risks. So the idea that he wanted Brock to do some crazy stuff is to me is absurd. I just don't think Brock respected him, and I think it was a personality clash more than it was a, a, a wrestler versus you know wrestling philosophy versus one another wrestling philosophy clash. I think Brock just didn't like Dean Ambrose. And I think it's understandable because Dean Ambrose is probably very, is clearly very unlikable. Even uh, in the things that you're supposed to like root for him, you can like, oh, yeah, I could definitely see. I mean, he likes to just go right. Not that this is weird or people like to be solitary sometimes, but, you know, he likes to go ride in the desert alone and shit. He's just a leave me alone type guy. And I don't have friends because I'm a fucking lunatic and weirdo. So I think it was more of a personality clash more than anything like him going, I'm not giving this guy anything. And I don't think we've had, we've seen him Brock and Seth interact enough times. I don't think that's, uh, that's it at all. Right. So I think he would give Seth a good match. He wouldn't, wouldn't fuck with him in that way. Right. He could just tell how good. Yeah, you can just tell how Dean carried himself in that daggone um, Austin interview when he was a champ. When he did the front row podcast. Yeah, I mean, I just think he's, uh, he's, you know, he's probably a hard guy to like. He's probably an even harder guy to love, you know, if you're his family or or his woman. (laughs) <laughs> so, and I think he'd tell you that. I think he'd understand why people were off put by him, and he'd be glad. He'd be like, "Good, that's, I don't want, I don't want to keep him away, keep people far, you know." So, if I get a psychoanalyzed guy that I don't know, All right? So, I, I, I'm just waiting to see how it is because it's going to be my first WrestleMania, so. Hopefully it'll be pretty really? decent. So I'll, I'll see. But other than that, that's about it. Well, hang on. Uh, hang on. Oh. I just couldn't uh, click you off. I didn't want you to. Get off. So, all right, cool. Appreciate you, Willis, as always. All right. All right. Willis from D.C. 
All right, let's. Uh, <clears throat> I guess Craig is just here for the listens. He hasn't put his hand up, so. And eight four five, we we know his deal. Good old reliable, um, loyal eight four five. So who can we talk to? Oh, I guess we'll just uh, go to our final segment. Bring the rail on. That'll work. Darrell, what's going on? What's going on, Trav? This boy Safari, boy, he get the most. He get the most women, boy. Now he with Erica Mena. This nigga right here, boy. Erica, who? <laughs> Mena. Where's she from? Girl from Love and Hip Hop. She's from Love and Hip Hop also. Uh-huh. She on all of them, too. Little bad, little red bone. Crazy. Was she on the one? Was she on the one? The one I only watched one season. The one, the first season, Cardi B was on. Yeah, was she, she on, on that one? one? She was on one the one. Yeah, she was on that too. She won the ones that Rich Dollar used to be trying to mess with. Erica Mena. Yeah, she on oh. um, Instagram. She was on that skit uh, when they had the little um, when Red Man had the little Fear Factor uh, Fear Show on MTV VH1. Uh, she was on there. Yeah, that's that's not helping. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can look up on Instagram. I see he, uh, a couple months ago when he was on uh, Mart- uh, Martinez, Angie Martinez. Who? To my own oh, um, shit. Safari. Huh? Champa and Gar- Champa's helping Gargano beat uh, Alistair Black oh, and yeah. the cage. Oh, they yeah. just double knee together. Yeah, I, I've been waiting on that. You know, I read the spoilers, but I've been waiting to see that. I'm playing from the beginning because I got in late to watch NXT, oh. but I knew that was coming, though. Yeah. <laughs> no, you ain't spoiled nothing for me. <laughs> oh man, boy, man. Now he just uh, people. Boy. Two, three, yeah. That's why I knew they ain't going nowhere. They gonna be be at the top of the card. Um, I see the two hustles going on. I see the hustle that Triple H and the kids pulling on Vince, and I see the hustle that Vince pulling on the fans. And all this okay. stuff is uh, <laughs> it's pretty, it's so pretty, explain- pretty whack. Explain the hustle that the kids, quote unquote, <laughs> are pulling on Vince. And obviously, okay. all three of them, see the caller? Triple H and I, Shane, are. I think, I think so. I think they all in trying to be out because, you know, till you get Vince out of the picture, I mean, out of the building, not showing up, doing something totally different, you can't truly have real control over people, obviously. For me to explain the war he pulling over, they pulling over his eyes. You got to explain the hustle he pulling over fans. Okay, so he yeah, told so explain whatever order makes he sense. He told the fans this. He said absentee management has been suffocating our wrestlers. So what we're going to do is we're going to get rid of the absentee management and we're going to come back with the McMahon family. So, all throughout the show, you're hearing McMahon family this, 
So what he told you, we're getting rid of ourselves with more of ourselves, and we're going to fake be baby faces. <laughs> we're going to fake being baby faces, and we're going to give you more McMahon. The people didn't really, it really wasn't heel authority figures. It was heel McMahon's and just people got right. what tired he, of McMahon's man? being all over the show. Corbin was on the show uh, every week, all over the show. He was there. That's not absentee. Did he mean Stephanie? How can you replace Stephanie, no, Stephanie and replace Stephanie? That, that doesn't make Because he playing to the met, uh, the metal, like you were saying, he's trying to play both parts. That's the hustle. You say one thing, and you that makes no sense, but people don't catch it because you're saying it so quick and stuff like that. Like you had Sean on here, and he in the arena, and they gave him that little ounce of hope. That's why he's chic, he chic, Sean, not problematic Sean. How can you listen oh, to somebody tell you? Oh shit! Yeah, shit. <laughs> <laughs> How can you listen to somebody? He, that's what he came out and said. They got the clip on YouTube. Go back and listen. He said, "Absentee management has been suffocating our wrestlers." But, so basically, you said that, the, the, that the, sentence alone is counterintuitive. How can you suffocate somebody if you ain't the fuck around? It don't make That's sense. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's why none of the show made sense. That's why, okay, people can just walk out there. Ooh, I want a shot Um, on SmackDown that look just like Raw. They look like previous Raw. So um, Naomi just come out there. Yes, you get a shot. Yeah. <laughs> really? That that makes it just as much sense as that statement when you said absentee management has been suffocating our <laughs> when we know the absentee management is you, Vince. But you can't play it off of that, that because then you'll be getting too meta and you'll be doing too much Deadpool breaking the fourth wall and you're not going to blame yourself. So when Sean come on here and said he blamed himself, where did Vince say, Hey, I, Vince McMahon, have been leading the ship the wrong way for the past 10 to 15 years, and I understand that I can't do it no more. No, he said (laughs) management, absentee, has been misleading it, so I'm going to give you more McMahon family, and we're going to come together as a family. When months ago he said, he want to see his kids fight it out to see who was the best. So you don't even live up that storyline. Now you just come up with another storyline out of the blue. And then he says, we're going to get rid of the authority. He had Triple X say this because it's going into the um the hustle. The kids going on, that I'm going to say later. We're not going to be the authority figures anymore, which they were the whole night. Because they made the decision that didn't make no sense. Right. Your guys are the authority figure. <laughs> so basically, they telling you because that went from them saying you're the authority figures from from we're here to entertain you guys. You guys decide what to go on because we're entertaining you. They so stop. <clears throat> they stop saying we're entertaining you. Now we're making you guys the authority. So if y'all don't like the product, we can blame y'all. 
or we just send random people out there to challenge folks. And if y'all cheer, yeah, we let the match go on. If y'all boo, we don't let the match go on. We probably let the person get beat up and offer something else. So basically, you're telling everybody you're no longer going to worry about doing stories and you're going more into the entertainment part that was killing the show in the first place. Because they were all, so that's Vince Hustle. This Vince Hustle. He ain't saying he's giving up no control to Triple H, because why would Triple H take control with the same people, core people who work with Vince on creative? When everywhere we've seen Triple H go, he has his own creative team that he feels comfortable with. Until you see a transitional team, huh? That Triple H built from the ground up, that creative team, that whole infrastructure. He built that. Yes. So, unless you see a transitional team coming up and taking over, no Triple H ain't running it. So, he let y'all know because he, he, he putting it on that, hey, we not in it. We playing good baby faces. Because this is what Vince wants us to do. It's um, so this is you guys and Vince who making the decision. Because when Triple H, the first thing he will want, especially to get rid of, is um, Don, Kevin Don, him and Stephanie want want him gone. Right. So when he be first to go. Right, but they're not going to talk about that. You will start TV. seeing more angles, different angles. I know that's something that you wouldn't see, but you would see with uh, this uh, production of the television side. You would would tell that immediately. And to ask you this question, Tram, the stuff that they had Triple H say on TV, would you see him say that or do any of this, enact any of this in NXT? Mm, No, certainly not like with the smugness. So even though it was towards Baron Corbin, a heel, he still would have been way cooler and and and, and in control. I don't know. It, it was he would have been different for sure. He's out okay. there performing. Now the hustle. Yes. So that, that you always hear fans come on and say, or people come on and say, well, Triple H is just like Vince. No, he do. You got to know where your money is, butter. He know he can't. He ain't have too much power yet. Him nor Stephanie, so they can't go against what if Vince want me to come out here and be the old Triple H of 2000, that's what I got to do because I really right. can't go at him. Because we know if you come at Vince a certain way, he's gonna lash back at you. Triple H, I master that, he's been in the family for years, he knows that. Just see how he do NXT. So, we people starting to I always say that Triple H is the same as Vince, and he be one of barrier people on the main roster. See, ask yourself that question and ask yourself, would he do that in NXT? His baby that he cares more about, he cares more about that than he do the main roster. So you, when you care about something and you feel like that's your baby, you're going to pour everything into it. So that's going to be your bro. truth. I don't think, huh? <clears throat> I don't think that's the make people stand, make people perk up and go, oh, he takes it that serious. I think he cares more about NXT than he does his personal wrestling singles wrestling legacy. 
Yeah, because now he don't care about his personal single wrestling no more because you're in the second stages of your life and you're trying to do no, no, something no. else. That I think, I think as a 48, almost 50-year-old man <clears throat> with former main eventer, former WrestleMania main eventer guy with all the experience that way, click member, everything that comes with that, I, I think he realizes this type of legacy is much more important than any thing, anything, any, you know, unless you're Hulk Hogan or Ric Flair or Stone Cold Steve Austin or maybe John Cena to a lesser extent. I'm not even going to put the, you know, the rock in there because he's just in a category of his own, but I'm talking yeah, about strictly wrestling. Unless you're one of those three or four guys, you know, your legacy is just, in with the rest. It might be at the top or high in the thing, but if you could solidify yourself as a guy, you know, for the next, you know, he could, for the next 20 years, he could set himself up as, you know, what Vince McMahon was in 19, you know, you know, 88, just like the Midas touch guy. Like he knows he's got his finger on the pulse. He knows what the masses want that whole thing. So I think he sees that that's, as uh, that's what people are going to remember. That's what, you know, and that's how I say you get he cares the hustle about. of the kids, um, Travis, what you're saying right there. Okay, um, yeah. the call-ups and everything. Um, he gave him everybody who really playing no part of NXT right now. Right. For the past few months, Lacey Evans has been on and off um, television. We already knew Nikki Cross was supposed to be coming up. Uh, heavy machinery, mm-hmm. our interesting team. But, you know, they're not really they, – they're just a placeholder until they get War Machine back or War Raiders back. That's who they're really going with. And EC3, fans of NXT been screaming for him to go to the main roster because he don't fit in in NXT. He fit in more with Vince Vision. Also, right. and, and here comes with Lars Sullivan. This is a hustle. If Vince is not going to do any story with uh, people, he's he, he going more into the entertainment. Oh, you guys cheer, and we'll go with whatever you cheer with for right now until I feel some type of way, which comes sooner than later. Lars Sullivan, big guy, with no story. How good, how good is he without a story? When do you see the fall off happen to Lars Sullivan? Uh, uh, not even Lars Sullivan to a, a big, huge guy. When did they become no longer a draw? Braun Strowman's a pretty decent draw these days. He, but he's a rare. Most of them become like Big Show, Mark Henry. Them. You no longer a draw no, once you take that first loss. Second, you just going to marginalize Big Show like that? Like he wasn't. I'm not trying uh, to. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to do that, but I'm just saying later on in his career with the 12,000 um, heel face changes. Oh, sure. You know what I'm saying? They did that. Right. They did that to Big Show. You know what I'm saying? Who hasn't been on TV yet, on main roster TV yet, to Big Show, 20-year television veteran. And, talk, and compare it but to comparing- Big Show's quarter of Big Show's TV career. Like, so what? Big I'm, Show didn't, didn't resonate at 45 years old and I'm, broken down and been around for Don't focus on the Big 20. Show comparison. Don't focus on the Big Show comparison. 
That's how they get you. Focus on the big guy comparison, period. Most big guys are not, um, you know, not you just said spectacular. Sullivan today to Big Show today, and that's just not fair. I'm not saying, but I'm not talking about their careers. I'm not talking about the career trajectory, and I'm not talking about career over a career time. Your place okay. in history. I'm not talking about that in general. I'm just talking about how they use big guys. You're only as good as till you lose. Then in the main roster with big guys, you're, once you lose, you lose your specialness. Only a small few can keep it, somebody like Braun Strowman. But we can also say Braun Strowman, he's been overused so much now that he's not even considered special. He's seen special. He's starting to see more special now that now injury is keeping him off TV. But back when he first started, when he was doing the lifting shit up and all the other stuff that you had him do, right. he was seen special. But when you had him do more of that, and then now he ain't taking a win. He, after he done lost to Brock with one F5, lost to Roman a few times, you starting to look like, come on. And then once they lost Roman, you really seen the damage that was done to him because he really couldn't pick up the ball that Roman had to let go. Because in mainstream and casual fans, yeah, people are not people are not all like, oh man, look at that big monster that don't captivate fans no more. Um. Godzilla no longer uh, catch people's attention no more yeah, in movies like that. <laughs> I mean, people still go see those things. They might want to go. They might see Avengers and, they, and all that, Aquaman and bigger and and you know and bigger droves. But <laughs> Godzilla and King Kong and those damn and Rampage movie did pretty damn well. It did you know, okay. It didn't, do, it, didn't do, it, it didn't do that good. It caused Rock to go on a Twitter rant. Because people were criticizing Rampage and stuff like that. Yeah. Because some big monster movies, you know, don't don't captivate audiences like a movie with good bill and good story. Travis, you just become Look, a um, if Rampage was a better story and told better, does you know, big monster, you know, giant monsters and mutated werewolves uh, can work or can you know draw? It, it can. Yeah, it can work with better. I'm just saying, like, the story do have like, better. Dude, these reasons, it was more than oh. I'm just saying, big, Avengers. We can't we can't compare the Avengers to that stuff like that because that's been ten years in the making. What's going on uh, right now? It's been ten years in the making. People been built up for ten years, waiting yeah, on right. this moment. This moment right here. Would sure. you be a comic book fan, or would you be a fan of Carol Danvers? If it was a comic book full of um, just drawing and no writing in the comic book? Well, of course not. Wouldn't be a fan of anything. Okay. In wrestling. In wrestling. (laughs) My my idea of entertainment, of this entertainment, is just pictures with no words because he thinks um, his fans are slow and stupid. (laughs) And that's something. And that's something that you can't change from a seventy-year-old man who got who got big off a style of that crash and burn TV 
and that crash and burn TV was more just vision or visual stuff oh. and no story. Well, the crash and burn stuff didn't make Vince big. It, it it made him his most money. I think you know. I think that's that's not a that's stuff not a project. Yeah, but, but oh, business wise, whatever made you your most money is what made you big. People don't people in business don't care about what you did before. They, whatever made you the really? most money. I mean, okay, I, I don't I don't want to get into comparing you know the late nineties to the mid eighties, but sorry. I just say that because that's what he goes that that's what he goes to. He go back to either that and he tried to ease in some because Vince in the eighties. Was um um the well, least wrestling of the eighties was um that's for sure you're not gonna that's just the Nate that's just how people's brains work you know what have you done for me lately is kind of a is a term for mm-hmm. a reason uh, yeah so he's just wild certainly he's just wild what he. Yeah. he's just wild what he just did man and pulled off. Like <laughs> you telling people you giving them you gonna give them more of the McMahon. So if if a match gonna get started, they're gonna wait and hear what the fans say and then they're gonna have somebody call down like they did on SmackDown and say, Well the McMahon family agree that this match should go on, so it's happening. Start the match. So everything is still gonna be suffocated through what <laughs> the McMahon of what Vince say. He's still he's just more hands on. He's trying to play it off in another way. He's trying to be the good guy. But he's still being hands on. He's not letting people experiment with himself. Like what he did with um like what he did with Becky Lynch on Tuesday. Like he had Becky Lynch out there. Well you would think Becky Lynch would talk back. Think about her on Twitter. She would say something back. They, she was um, acting like she she wanted to pick up the mic and say something, but she it, she got a look on her face like, should I say something or should I not? They, let me put the mic back down. Well, she also just you know just lost her title or some bullshit. So you give her the you know just give her the <laughs> she's do kind of not do what you want, but. Like, hey, I, 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 I get it. I'm not sure if I'd be mis- talkative either. But, uh, you know, that's how she came out there and just stated, just stated she went, um, she not like the other wrestlers, so she not finished standing back there for that pep rally that was going on in the beginning of the show. She want to come out here because she's the one of action. What her face and her body happened like- in the ring? Throughout that match when she was ringside, like told the story, like she's just ready. To, she wants her title back, and uh, I'm interested to see how they go about that. I, like if she wins the rumble, I'm, I'm how. And, and again, if, assuming she does and picks Ronda, like that means in the meantime, I'm not sure if that's all Ronda can do or has to do to uh, to make Becky pick pick her after winning the rumble. So I think Ronda has oh, to, do has to do something say something else meaningful. So we'll see. I don't think she gotta do nothing else. Um I think you can tell a good story with her just pick going too raw. She she already stated 
y'all need to do something. And Vince just told her, I ain't doing nothing. So they give you the story right there. Okay, you're not going to do nothing. The Rumble come up. He already They already set precedent that you win the Rumble. No. You can pick whatever champion you want. Yeah. Win the Rumble, pick the champion, and you don't even have to have them touch. Uh, Ronda can face somebody else at the first pay-per-view. Or you don't even have to have a Raw Women's match on that first, because you got two pay-per-views in between. Um, in between WrestleMania, you got an Elimination Chamber and another pay-per-view. You don't even got fast to have lane. them on that pay-per-view. Yeah, fast lane. You can have Becky Russell, um, uh, Nia Jax at one of the uh, pay-per-views and let that led by that one and let SmackDown have the Elimination Chamber so they can come up with the number one contender that Charlotte probably will win. Then they get a month off just building the story and not building towards a pay-per-view and be building towards WrestleMania where you have Becky fight Nia maybe for her spot at WrestleMania Becky beats Nia. Ronda comes mm-hmm. out there after she beat her. Jump on face her. To face. Oh, jump on damn. Face to, jump on her face to face. If you're gonna go you gonna have to pick and choose. Because the fans gonna pick already and pick Becky over Ronda. So you might if you're gonna let the fans do that and you so well going her, along with the right. fans. Yeah. Nah, she can be get booed and still not do heelish things or, or she could have heelish like mannerisms and stuff that people could consider heelish but to do overt heelish things is uh, I wouldn't well, just Vince, I, really I told you no I'm saying it was okay that Rhonda um, uh, what Rhonda did because she told you beforehand all Rhonda have to do is say whoever win this match I'm coming out there to whoop your ass if Vince said that's okay. Oh, man. I guess. That's all she got to do. And I don't understand. See, when you tell stories, it's like New Japan. I don't see them let Tanahashi come out there and play heel in certain cities where he done got booed at or he wasn't cheered as much and Okada was cheered more. And they let Okada play the baby face, but it didn't change Tanahashi as a, as a genuine baby face. It never changed that. He continued to be a babyface after the show. He just played into what the fans were doing. See, WWE don't allow that because Vince be all, don't want to tell stories. He be all into this so-called stupid entertainment bullshit that he been he been in the past ten years that don't make no sense, and that's why the writers be having hard times telling stories. Because he want to be on that PP humor um, crap and all that other stupid stuff that take away from stories. And, and, and a lot of comedy writers, the reason why they don't write for daytime TV shows like Young and Wrestling or just write for more places is because you ever had that one friend who play too much? Every day, he always plays. He a cool guy. You can hang around, but you just can't hang oh, around and I've been, all the time. Because you say you've been that friend? I said I understand. I, I know that guy, and I've been that guy, sure. Okay. And I sometimes have been that guy, too. But, you know, after a while, after I got older, I don't like doing that. 
and I don't like being around that because let's say you stuck in the car with this person for after thirty minutes you ready to you ready, y'all finna fight. Y'all finna fight because you like, come on dog, everything ain't no joke, man. Stop playing. Right. And that and comedy writers don't do real. They don't know what's real. And well, I don't think hard. and then they working for Vince. That's way too bad. Yeah, I, I, I'm saying you can't blame it all on them and them being comedy writers, but it makes it even harder when you're working for vets who just come on the whim in the last minute and want to change everything and don't have no type of structure. He he doesn't have a structure. We always hear these stories that it was other people that was helping him keep a structure and keeping him focused on certain stuff. Like the only good thing about Vince Russo at the time was he kept Vince on the stru- uh, a structure of we got to make sure that the mid card gets some life and they get some stories too. Wait, wait, wait. Now, Are you- with Vince Russo. Did you just say Vince Russo kept Vince McMahon on a structure or some shit? Just one part. One part of himself. Everything else with him was bull crap. I'm just saying, his goal was the mid card. Make sure they have stories. Remember now, in the in the Attitude Era, everybody had a story. That's why the main event scene wasn't over, wasn't, didn't feel like, you know what I'm saying, they were overused, all that type of stuff, because you had Road Dog them had a story. You had other people who was one in the main event having stories that kept you interested. So now you have people, and I've been telling y'all that for, for the past year, that they have people who not been on TV for months and months at a time. They got at least 15 guys, almost 20 guys on SmackDown alone that haven't been on TV for months. Gallows and uh, Anderson wasn't the only people. And then now you have fans talking about where they should co-mingle the roster. What to um, make people See, overuse the same people again and again, and now you have even more people that don't have it. And after six months, all these new people who y'all keep asking them to bring up will go get lost in the shuffle because it's never going to be a chance for them to break into the main event because you're not going to get enough stories. The only time you're going to get a story is when you're working with a main event guy. So when they get you past that main event guy, you no longer have a story. So you no longer can stay over. which they could go ahead and start separating the rosters completely. They need to go back to the separate roster because you got so many guys on each roster that don't get looked at, that don't get stories. Yeah, they bringing in these two women, but what's going to be their stories? They get their one chance to fight Oscar. Then after that, what's their story after that? Even fans today don't even ask. You shouldn't ask about what's going on now. You should ask about what happened after now. Like, what am I going to do after I go past Oscar? What's my story then? What's my direction? That's why we always seeing these guys with no direction. Because it's all, with Vince, it's all about the now. And the now is always entertainment. Because when you're entertaining somebody, you're entertaining them right then and there. After they after they leave, you no longer care. 
it's on to the next entertainment, and you figure out that entertainment once you get there. So people led direction, don't have no direction. That's why people don't know their characters. Why people? That's why Becky Lynch can, because she's the best talker out of all the people, and she's so good at the talking. But you got people like Charlotte who don't really know their characters because it's it's out. Their characters always being twisted here and there, and don't have no single direction. So she has no way to grow. That's why you. That's why you have Seth Rollins. I know y'all were talking about Seth. He he feels stale because he has no direction to go. So he all all he know to do is go back to what he used to, and it's doing the same thing. That's what makes him feel stale. He don't have no chance to evolve or grow. That's why the Dean Ambrose thing didn't work because he had no direction. That was piss poor. What they were giving him by trying to use the Roman stuff. I don't disagree. And I know you. And I know you asked about the ratings. The ratings, yeah, it went up sixteen percent. But that sixteen percent took them back to the first week of historic lows. That's all they went. Right. That's to. what I figured. You well, don't hit. That's what I said. You don't hit three. Uh, historic lows in a row or three and four or five weeks and then go up <laughs> a little bit and it and you're supposed to cheer like well that's just getting back to barely fucking terrible i'm gonna go so. even more and after the holidays you're gonna lose you're gonna you're gonna lose you're gonna lose and not gain back after the holidays because people forget you got bowl season coming up you got the NFL Super Bowl coming up January through February. You got them playoffs. <laughs> so you got more stuff coming. And you finna well, do an infinite loss. That's, uh, you know, football's, football will be over once the college championship is, you know, they'll have a little. Oh, yeah, I understand. Yeah. Will there be a break or do they but, go right from Monday night football to that college game? Um, you got the college playoffs uh, starting New Year's Day. That's round Raw and SmackDown. <laughs> then a week or two weeks later, you got the college championship game. That's getting into playoff season for the NFL. NFL Super Bowl ain't till February. Right, but the Super Bowl, that stuff doesn't matter because that, I'm only talking about stuff that affects Mondays or Tuesdays. Yeah, but my so, whole thing was you gonna have you already had three weeks of historic lows. You had a small boost this week that really don't matter because it was a super small boost and it took you back to the first well, historic no. lows. You gonna have it certainly matters. I mean, you 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 know that would they have wanted that to be a thirty percent increase, which would have gotten them back to you know much better than you know historical. Yes. But at least they bounce back sixteen percent. That's like that's that's not that's significant. They got sixteen. That's a decent increase. I'm just saying it's not anything to celebrate too much I'm more because back to you're just getting back to oh you know historic or you're just being doing bad instead of terrible. Yeah, but I'm trying to figure out how big is the loss going to be because it's the first time in a while than I ever remember that New Year Christmas. Eve 
And Christmas Day is on the same day of Raw and SmackDown. Then you got the following week, you got New Year's and New Year's Eve on the same days of those shows. And I'm talking about the custom of now it's becoming a custom for fans not even to watch the shows, period, because you've seen that with your three weeks of historic low drops and not picking back up all those people by heavily promoting that Vince was coming on the show. I w- it would have meant more if you would have picked back all those people that you lost in those three weeks and went above the historic lows, not going back to your first week's historic low. Because you don't know how deep the low will go these next two weeks. What if Raw go up under two million? Because SmackDown haven't came back over two million. <laughs> Mm-hmm. What happens then when Raw goes under two million in the next two weeks? Raw goes up underneath two million. What happens? Because we shown that neither show has been able to to gain anymore. They haven't been doing gains. They have only been um trying to level off, and just leveling off doesn't help when you need gains. When it's already said that Fox wants you want SmackDown. To at least get the three million people watching the show. <laughs> well, they're going to be uh, slightly disappointed, I think. Um, and on and on that note, Durrell, we're going to go ahead and end it there. It's eight goddamn thirty. So, I appreciate you. Oh yeah, and um, yeah, so that'll do it for this week. We'll be back. Next week for you free folks. We'll be back same time, same channel, you VIPers. Click over me and Rich will be by for another hour or so of content. Um, anything? I, yeah, happy birthday, Cam. Uh, decent shindig he had uh, on Saturday. Got to meet Banner. Still wish he would have chose one of the names I picked. <clears throat> what did I pick? Pim. P-Y-M, Pim, uh, Mr. Nancy, or Jabari. Yeah. But he went with Banner. That's fine. Banner's a cool name. Banner's an awesome dog. And, uh, yeah, so that's all I got. So, yeah, until uh, next time, folks, I'm Travis Bryant. This has been the East Coast Cast. I'm out of here.